genre. It's a franchiseography bonus episode. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And uh, today uh, you are getting this not on your regularly scheduled franchiseography day of Friday. Uh, you're getting this on uh, some other day to be determined later. Uh, I don't know. Mars Day. Yeah, I don't know when you're. I don't know when you're hearing this because I haven't decided when to drop this in the feed. Um, I might do it before Generations comes out because that's like a nice breaking point. Uh, in the, in the, I don't know, the, the episode releasing, um, in any event, <laughs> welcome. Hi. Uh, you guys may remember this from the previous two years of us doing this show, but we do this thing called a, uh, a listener pick mini series every, every season, every season we do this, uh, during the, the voting of, of it, it happens during March. It's like our March Madness bracket. Um, and typically, we would do this on Twitter. That's how we used to do it. But since Ole Muskie took over Twitter, um, I've taken a step back from Twitter. I've stopped promoting the podcasts on Twitter. I know everybody's still on Twitter and everybody's still doing tweeting things. But it seems that I may have gotten out <laughs> at a pretty good time because everyone is complaining about like, I guess he's like going to start making it so you can only tweet like three times a day or something like some without paying. It's going to be really it's going to be a mess. My experience of just scrolling around every yes. couple minutes during work looking for memes. Yes. Remains largely unchanged. And I and I but, still do that, to be clear. I just never post, but I'm on Twitter all sure. the time. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't think Twitter was ever the right format for the franchiseography brackets. I agree. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was always really fun interacting with the listeners and like sharing stuff, but we we were sharing on the on the Discord like, "Hey, what are some franchises that, you know, you guys would want in the bracket this year?" Mm -hmm. And it just kind of inspired this like flow of like the listeners talking to each other and us kind of like reacting to it. And I was just remember thinking like, "Oh, this feels smoother than the Twitter yeah. conversation." Because as fun like as it less was, clumsy, awkward. Yeah, as fun as it was interacting with people, and like people would like get really behind one franchise and being like, "I'm pushing this one all the way to the end," you know, as far as it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, it would because they would be sharing it and inviting other people to vote in it. I think their intention was like, "Hey, you've never heard of this show? Here's a fun podcast I like." vote in this thing, maybe check out the podcast, you know, whatever. And instead, we got a lot of strangers being like, what is this? 
this 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 matchup doesn't even make any sense. Why is it this franchise? Why is it Jason versus the Little Mermaid? Like this doesn't yeah, make little, any yeah. sense. You know, like how dare you put these things together? This is fucking stupid. Why are you doing? And it was just a lot of that to a point where I was like, I don't like Twitter anymore <laughs> for this. <laughs> that to me is like a microcosm mm-hmm. of the difference between interacting on discord and twitter to me. yes like on discord i you know everyone know everyone on the on the dueling genre franchiseography discord listens to the show knows what it is yeah. so there's this pretext of like we all know what this is yeah. but on twitter you're right you're just scrolling and people are like what why was i tagged in this what why is this on my feed this is dumb which is like, yeah, you know, you share something on Twitter, just like this is I'm really just sending this to like my seven friends that are reading this. And then you get all these weird replies from people that you don't mm-hmm. know. Right. And don't know you and don't know your sense of humor. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's interesting. Um, so uh, I'm, I, I don't want to do the bracket. I don't want to do the voting. I don't want to do any of that on Twitter this year. Um, and instead, we're going to do it on the Discord and on Patreon uh, and the way that it's going to work is um there's more to this episode that you're listening to than just me uh stating rules at also so just <laughs> be patient but i have to get through this part um so uh basically if you're a patreon supporter and you're on the discord you can essentially vote for tw- vote twice um you'll be able to vote on patreon and you'll be able to vote on discord and both of your votes will be counted um if you are just on discord your vote will be counted once but you don't have to give us money to be a patreon supporter so there's that um also i have found out that uh, apparently when people click the discord link they say it doesn't work um so what i have found out I've, i've looked into this i figured out what it was and uh apparently in order for the link to our discord to work you actually have to have a discord like log like you have to be logged into discord so you already have to have a discord account and then clicking the link adds our channel to your discord your overall discord so if you were confused about that before that's the difference so go to discord you don't have to download anything there is an app you don't have to get the app you could just use it in your browser um just go to discord sign up log in and then go and click the link in the podcast um app and uh and and wherever you you've seen that discord link um it's all over the place but yeah click on that and then you'll join the channel and you won't ever have to worry about it ever again trust me if nick can do it anybody can do it <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> i've never once been intimidated by discord yeah exactly um and granted really- though i i don't have i'm like i'm like i'm like queen elizabeth with the new tv Mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. it's like i just want it on the bbc forever oh well, yeah for sure for, i don't like, go in any <laughs> other discord um yeah, I'm, i, no I am in other discords but i never enter them or look at them um just oh, like really yeah just like uh like like people i i, I support on patreon you know like i'll ha- oh I have right their, i have yeah. their discord like i'm in the movies by my movies yeah movies by mikey discord the film joy discord you know and I'm i've in seen the, that i've seen i think the, yeah, i think people... i'm in like a patrick willems discord and like a couple of other things. Um, is Watcher. it just like, uh, yeah? Is it just kind of like what we do, but just like different people? Uh, yeah, but it's a little more aggro than our our guys. Like everybody in our Discord is like so chill 
and and just like vibing and hanging out and and nice. Um, a lot of the other places have opinions, and they're uh, they're they're they have opinions with a closed fist, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. About like Charl or about like general stuff? Just general stuff, like he shouldn't talk about this because that's not a movie, you know, like stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're they're like very. Yeah, that very, sounds like so much pressure. <laughs> like <Yes>. imagine. <laughs> Like, imagine if we had people on the Discord right now that really had strong opinions about, like, they're really, they're really stumbling with the Star Trek series. I don't like it. <laughs> Oof. I don't know if I could handle that. I think I'd leave Discord at that point. I'd probably just cancel the podcast. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's, it's a, it's a blessing in disguise sometimes. Yeah. Like, just yeah. being, like, in a shire. Yeah, absolutely. Internet. Oh man, I love the I love our Shire. It's the best. Um, so so this year, that's how we're gonna do it. Um, if you were in the Discord last year, you know how we do the voting. But essentially, uh, I I I introduce the day's uh, mash matchup, and I post a picture from or a GIF from one franchise, and then a GIF from the other franchise, and then you just. Uh, you dropped reacts on which GIF you're voting for, essentially, which franchise you're voting for. Very simple. Um, sure. Uh, Patreon is even more simple because it's it's literally like it's you can vote. Um, it's, it's like a, a voting thing. Uh, Discord doesn't have that functionality, unfortunately. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, I want to amend what I said just a few seconds ago. Uh, hmm. you, listeners, users, you're more than welcome, of course, to like. How you know criticize stuff about the show or share opinions or like see how we could do better? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to make it seem like that's not. Oh a yeah, no, no. You definitely should. Just know that you will hurt our feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just know that going in. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So this year, so so okay. So the first year we did this, Spy Kids won, um, which was a, a, a Nick pick, and then last year Rocky won, which was uh my pick and um in both of those cases we built those brackets together and we're just like you know we're each picking some and you know put it all together and and that's how we did the bracket so it was a lot of like it was like half stuff that i picked half stuff that nick picked this time we wanted all listener suggestions because nick got one i got one you know, 50-50, so now let's go, let's turn it to the listeners, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so we got all listener suggestions. These are from the Discord and from um, uh, Patreon. And um, in, in, in the case of this, what we're going to do is we're basically going to run through uh, what was suggested, what was suggested, and then from each genre... Nick and I are going to pick two and we're going to go back and forth. So like, we're going to like, Nick will pick one. I'll pick one. Nick will pick one. I'll pick one, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so we're going to go through it. We're going to talk about the merits of each, where we feel, uh, about each one. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll each take turns picking one. We're going to pick a total of four. So two from Nick and two from me from each genre. Um, and uh, those genres, as a reminder, those genres are action adventure, sci-fi fantasy, animation family, uh, sorry, Brad Bird, drama, <laughs> horror, comedy, superhero, and what we're calling 
non-traditional uh, because we have se- we seem to have done one of these every every season. Um, and uh, and and yes, that means that this season there is a non-traditional one. Uh, you guys just haven't heard about it yet. Um, but uh, wait. what would, what were the non-traditional entries of the previous seasons considered to be? It was uh, Wes Anderson was the non-traditional of of last season. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. Oh, yeah. right. This, yeah. This season's we're... hasn't happened yet. That's true. Yes. Um. Right. I'm not crazy. I didn't forget one. Right. Jurassic. And then well, season two is happening. Yeah. Dra- right. Season two is current. Um. Yes. Jurassic, Jurassic. Evil Dead. Rocky. Star Trek. Yeah. No, hasn't happened yet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was just making sure we weren't dropping two, accidentally dropping two non-traditional this season. But no, it's just the one, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, so, uh, also hasn't been announced yet, so that's why we're being coy. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, those are the the eight genres. We're each we're gonna pick. Uh, we're each going to pick two from each genre for a total of four for each genre, and that's what we're going to use to build our bracket. Uh, for the voting that will begin on March 1st. So let's start it off with Action Adventure. And here are the franchise picks from our listeners. We have Mission Impossible. We have Jason Bourne. We have the Connery Bond era. Uh, We have National Treasure. Does that work? No, there's only two of those, right? Yeah, two in the the Disney Plus show. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm nixing that one right away. Has to have three. Um, uh, Jumanji, which has three, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just barely. Uh, and the mummy, which, uh, has four technically, unless we go mm. all the way back, but right. That almost feels like it's part of another genre or another franchise, which we'll get into shortly. Um, right. So that's our, that's our action adventure. So there's only, we only have five for action adventure. Do you want to? Is there is there one so like okay so Mission Impossible obviously hugely popular, sure lots of really cool stuff to talk about in terms of like each one has a distinct identity up until we get to the era that we're in now which is all sort of like uh, a, it has a very authorial uh you know yeah they cracked the formula yeah they definitely cracked the formula post Ghost Protocol. And now they're like, okay, so this is just what we do every t- every time. Post Grotter call, yeah. <laughs> Christopher McQuarrie's our guy, so this is we're mm. in the McQuarrie era of Mission Impossible. But it's, those first four very, movies are interesting because they are all so different, and definitely not. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of what happened with Harry Potter and the Hunger Games, where they had these big directors coming in early on where they each had their own take on the material. And then they found one voice, David Yates with Harry Potter, Francis Lawrence with the hunger games. And the studios were like, actually this, this is our guy. We don't want to rock the boat after this. So you're going to, you're going to land the plane. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so we have mission impossible. We have Jason Bourne, which, uh, we have had, we, we've, uh, played around with possibly doing in the past. um, I forget you why seen, we didn't do it, but have you seen any of them? No. Well, I saw I saw one on a date. I saw the first one on a date. I'll be oh. honest; I wasn't paying attention to the movie. Um, oh, <laughs> um, I was I was a sixteen year old boy. Uh, you know what are you gonna do? Um, 
But yeah, that's so uh, no. it's definitely the best one to see on a date. I would argue. Oh, okay. It's, it's, I, it worked out for me. Um, so so yeah. uh, that would be. Int- I've, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about Born. Mm-hmm. About you know in the context of doing it on the show because it, it did come up in the in the Discord. It would be uh, what my my reserve because you're right. Mission Impossible. So many big personalities, mm-hmm. you know, th- you, you know, just talking about what like the Mission Impossible three mm-hmm. Joe Carnahan almost directed that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 Fincher. Guy Ritchie. David Fincher. Yeah. Yeah. There was crazy. a bunch. Yeah. And, you know, we can who knows all the crazy Tom Cruise stories we could we could find. Yeah. Talk about. That's true. Um, J- Jason Bourne. I'm not as confident. Because like I'm going into like what's going to be the most entertaining listen to the audience, mm-hmm. like what's going to have the richest, like the most stuff to talk about, and I'm just kind of worried. I don't know a lot about the Jason Bourne trilogy movies behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I know the first one had a Buck Wild production history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't know much beyond that. Yeah, I mean, and I know nothing. I know that there was three, and then there was a there was a a, a like a re reboot side thing where they were like a, trying a to side continue. cool yeah side cool where they were trying to continue the franchise with a new lead and then they brought back the original lead um to like rocky balboa jason porn <laughs> yep. and i think like that's 10. where we last left off right um and there was yeah, a tv was show one. which we wouldn't cover no treadstone yeah. right um so i don't know uh, Jason Bourne, uh, Connery Bond, which I will say. So, in order to cover Connery Bond, it there's there's two interesting elements to Connery Bond specifically that era mm-hmm. of of Bond, because you have like those first like four or five movies, right? And then he leaves, and then we get one with Lazenby, and then they fire Lazenby, and then Connery comes back and does like yep. two more, right? And then. Or just one more. And then I think never say never again. I think that's it. Uh and that but then he retires from Bond and then in the eighties comes back and does another Bond. Oh wow. What's that one called? With with uh uh uh, uh Hannah. What is Daryl Hannah, I think is the Bond girl in that. Um it's is called, that one never say never again? It it's called yeah, uh no, maybe it's that one. Um Oh man, I that one might be yeah, that one might be uh never seen ever again. Um Remember Shakari? That was fun. Yeah, that's never say never again. Okay. In 83, which is which is way after his previous one and it's directed by Irvin Kershner. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's his post Empire movie. Is never say never again. Um I think the Diamonds one is the one that's post Lazenby. Diamonds are forever. Yeah, diamonds are forever. I think that's post Lazenby because I think Lazenby is sixty nine. Diamonds are forever is seventy one, and then um, and then the new guy takes over after that. How are you? Uh, how 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 are you feeling about? Because you're you're not. Uh, I I would I think of myself as a bigger James Bond fan than you, but I don't think of you as like being anti Bond. No, I'm not. I'm not anti Bond. I just think that those movies are largely boring, and I want to like them more than I actually do. Um, but if there's an era that I'm most interested in, it is this era, especially with the added like Lazenby aspect and then the jump in time to the Kirshner 83 Bond movie. I think that th- there, there's interesting stuff here. Um, 
Yeah, but, you know, a lot of yeah. a lot of people have the opinion that Bond should go back to the 60s mm-hmm. in the movies to come. Mm-hmm. That, so that could be like, you know, investigating that and watching these and being like, yeah, what what is there more to this era? Then like, is there still like a lot to be found here for modern audiences? I don't know. Yeah. That could be like a side assignment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I just like covering an era of Bond that is just like kind of in a vacuum. And like, we're not covering all of Bond because that would be insane. Also, there's mm-hmm. a whole other podcast about that. Um, yep. And uh, and yeah, so we're just looking, we're hyper-focusing on like one era uh, that mm-hmm. spreads from, you know, the 60s to the 80s, which is right. pretty crazy. Yeah. And, you know, you've often, we talk a lot about how with the histories of Hollywood's film franchises, the more time that has passed, the juicier the gossip and the more history that's like available. Right. And with these movies being older, that could be. Right. Uh, but you're right. You know, but you reminded me another thing, another res- one reservation I had about the Mission Impossible movies is there's a very thorough, successful podcast yes. called the Light the Fuse podcast. Right. With like hours long interviews yes. with crew members of those movies. It's insane. Yeah, no, that's that's my that is also my thing with the Mission Impossible uh franchise. I feel like if we did that franchise, we would have to look at it from a different perspective. And I know there's lots of people who listen to our show that are never going to listen to the Light the Fuse podcast. And so <laughs> they're like we want you to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, and I and I'm absolutely. And I and we would. We would. But I think I, to justify it to myself I would need right. to find another way into that franchise than just what they're doing. Um, From our perspective as podcasters, it's right. like why wh- there's already such a definitive work that's right, like done all the work. You know, it's like there yeah. already. Like, why right. are we? What are we? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like uh, somebody somebody I think um, suggested uh, Lord of the Rings in our sci-fi fantasy section, and I was just like. Guys, we're never going to do that because it's it's <laughs> like there's Lord of the Rings minute. I I I know like maybe you don't want to listen to it because it's a lot of episodes. Um, but like we're never going to be do? more thorough yeah. than that. You know, like it would it would it would be like a cliff note. There's that. There's the appendices. Like there's no way I, for us yeah. to cover those movies in a way that has not been done. Um. And uh, kind of the same on the topic of Cass and Norman, I feel the same way about uh, if we were to cover the Hayao Miyazaki movies. Right. Totally. Which was also suggested. Somebody somebody suggested that for non-traditional. And I, I kind of nixed it because I'm like, I don't know well, how yeah. we would tackle that in a way that wasn't they didn't just do on the Patreon. And the good news is for those people who did recommend Hayao Miyazaki, it's like, Good news. There already is a season of franchiseography that yeah. exists on the Patreon feed. It's like it's just Cass and Norman. Yeah, Steve it's Meyer. not hosted by us. We're both on it at, at, at certain points, but that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing. So then there's Jumanji, which is a, a, a nice in and out trilogy uh, without an ending, because I don't even think they've announced another. I, I, there's there. Everyone in that cast is so busy. Right. I, I don't know when they're ever going to be able to get them in the same jungle again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I don't know if they're if that's if that's uh, if they're going to make another one or not. But um, there is Jumanji. There's three of those. Uh, that is something that we could do. And then there's the Mummy, which is something that people have wanted us to do for, I mean, literally since we started, people have been banging that drum. You know, Scott, I don't mean to 
th- th- this could be this could be a big conversation potentially. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about you know Star Trek. Yeah, a big reservation that I had going in, bef- you know, on the before before starting that Odyssey, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, there's already so much stuff about it, mm-hmm. and podcasts and documentaries. Like, what would I be? But that ended up being like a really fun season of the show or, or you know whatever of the show because like we had great conversations about trek and talking to the guests and yeah you know bubble and like me learning stuff firsthand and so it's like we're measuring what would be fun to research on one hand but right. also what would be fun just to talk about and discuss right right absolutely like, Juman- jumanji probably not a lot of like crazy behind the scenes stories but could potentially be fun to talk about yeah right that's very true that's very true um so there are only five here so theoretically um only one of these will not move on to the bracket unless you want to pull a mulligan in your picks and just pull a pull a pull a franchise out of your hat and be like actually i'm gonna throw this i'm gonna throw the gauntlet down for this one Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet because we have so many genres to go. That's true. That's I can't true. think of any we, other action we have, adventure. We have two opportunities to do that, um, uh-huh. technically, because like what I was trying to do was get each genre up to six entries, and mm-hmm. uh, many of these are 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 well, like we've got action adventure, which is five drama, which there's five. And then uh, superhero is only six, um, which is like right at the bare minimum. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and so is sci-fi fantasy. That's also only at six. Um, so there, because the other thing too is mm-hmm. they in the non-traditional section. There are because the thing about the non-traditional section is like there are several in here that could very easily go into one of these others. So maybe we. Let's let's pause on action adventure. Okay. Let's go look at non-traditional. Okay. And then that's where we'll pull if we want to pull a mulligan and drop one of those in. That uh, way it's we'll still it all listener box. picks. Yes. Yes. Okay. The cool. non-traditional hat box. Yeah, we'll 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 pull from the non-traditional hat box. We're still going to pull four total from the non-traditional, but we might have a couple of mulligans here. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so non-traditional starts starts off strong. Macaulay Culkin films. What? Yes. Like how? From when to when, and how many? I mean, I think you know, right? Like, like come party on. monster? Are we going like all the way into like? No, I don't think we go that far. I think I think we we're talking. Richie Rich? We're talking Macaulay Culkin as a kid. Yeah, we're thinking. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me look at. Let me look at Macaulay Culkin. I'm going to pull him up. Um, there he is, Macaulay Culkin. Um, okay, so we've got, we have as an actor. Okay, so we're gonna go all the way back, Mr. Brenda. Um, we would start theoretically. I would say we would start with Uncle Buck. Um, move on to Home Alone. Um, then is he in? uh, He's in the movie Only the Lonely, but I don't know if he's like a lead in it or if he's just like. Some random kid in it. It's a Christopher Columbus. It's a Chris Columbus movie, though. So might be worth. Oh, doing. they they work together again. Yeah. So that one. So so okay. So let's just say we count that one. Um, we'll research it more later. So we go. So Uncle Uncle Buck, Home Alone, 
Only the Lonely, My Girl. Uh, we do Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. We do The Good Son. Yes. Um, well, I, I Technically, the next thing we would do would be The Nutcracker, but I think we skipped that one because it's uh, not a real movie. It's like, a, it's like they filmed like a stage play and then they released it in theaters. Oh, interesting. I never heard yeah. of that. But yeah, so we do The Good Son. We do Getting Even with Dad. That's with Ted Danza. Um, we do The Page Master. And I think we wrap up with Richie Rich. Because then it's wow. from 94. Richie Rich is 94. And then Party Monster is 99. So I don't think we wait. I don't think we go all the way to 99. So my, so my thing about Home Alone mm-hmm. is... Only three of three of them were released theatrically, so it technically qualifies. Right. But no one wants to hear us talk about Home Alone 3. I I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> Well, I'll put like, it this way. The person who put this up uh, wrote out Home Alone, then deleted it and changed it to Macaulay Culkin films. Oh, because I think okay. they realized I don't yeah. care about them talking about the third Home Alone. I just want to hear them talk about the first two. So, so that could be what. And uh, I, I kind of, I don't know how you're feeling, Scott, but I, you were, you were really in the thick of it. You, you were, you were much, I think, in, at the right age for Colcomania. Oh yeah, I was. I was. Oh yeah, I was. A, I was a Colcomaniac. I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to. <laughs> Right. Well, then yeah. I, I would definitely want you to, to to take point on that if that were to end up. Oh winning. yeah, and I think I would. I think this would be one that I would take point on for sure. Um, but yeah, I think so. That's 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 the run. I think uh, Uncle Buck, Home Alone, Only the Lonely, My Girl, Home Alone Two, The Good Son, Getting Even with Dad, The Page Master, and Richie Rich. <laughs> that's a really fun. That's a really I mean, fun run. I got to be honest. That's- that's a really that's a lot of movies I haven't seen and know nothing about, which would be kind of a cool dynamic for the show. Yeah, for sure. And I've watched all of them multiple times, except for The Good Son, which I saw half of. And then my mom made me leave the room because she didn't realize that it wasn't a movie for kids because um, sure. it was a st- it was a movie called The Good Son starring Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There was like, yeah. That's- no, oh, but, I can watch this with Scott. Oh yeah. no, what's he doing to that poor large-eyed boy? Oh no. Um, okay, so Macaulay Culkin films. Then we have uh, the the feature films of Quentin Tarantino. So, Scott, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, one thing that I've come to like accept and never well, 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 not not just accept, but like respect and appreciate about you. Mm. is you you largely don't enjoy or think very highly of the works of Quentin Tarantino because you you know him to be a shithead. That is true. Yes. And so I don't I don't want a season of just me being like freshman year film bro about Django Unchained. Yeah. You know, when when it sure. just like doesn't interest you at all. Sure. I I I respect that. Um I I mean I think I could Look, I can put that aside. <laughs> I I can I can put all of the bloody marys I saw him drink aside. Um and sure. 
<laughs> the the dozens over the course of a day uh aside and and i think you know take the work as the work um mm. i i think i would be capable of doing that would it be the most interesting season of fran- like mini series of franchiseography i don't know because yeah you make the joke about it being like you know fr- you know freshman bro, bro kind of, of like yeah. film bro kind of thing and like that's kind of I feel like that is Tarantino's legacy is that he is one of he's going to be one of those filmmakers that when you don't know that you like movies, you see a Tarantino movie and then you're like, oh, I'm like into movies now, you know? Yeah. He's always going to be that guy. And I really respect that. I respect the fact that he's going to bring a lot of fresh people into the fold. Right. But isn't that kind of Wes Anderson pantheon of like gateway? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I definitely respect what he brought to things, but I just, I don't vibe super hard with his material, uh, like some other people. And so, gosh, like my favorite thing that Tarantino has ever done is Mm -hmm. I'll say two things is the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards, which I think is an absolute masterwork for sure. And then his segment of the movie four rooms. Uh, those are All my right, two favorite yeah. things that he's ever done. So this could be a really interesting because, like, uh, you know, supplemental material. We got Sin City. He directed that one scene in Sin City. True. Um, because, like, yeah, I, I assume I would end up taking point on this theoretically. Yeah, and I'm each movie I know to have a fascinating story behind mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kill Bill on its own, mm-hmm. and then like Inglorious Bastards and whatnot. Yeah, it it, it would just be. I'm kind of daunted by it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a lot. It would be heavy, for sure. Um, okay, so next up is SNL adaptations. Wow. Yep. How many, how big, how big, how wide is that net? Do, do you know? That's a great, that's a great question. I am sure there's the a list fir- on Wikipedia. Yep. Oh, so we have, it's not that long. It is not oh. as long as you would think. Um, so it is, it starts with the Blues Brothers. Right. A movie I've never seen. Um, wow. Yep. Uh, when I got to the point where I was actually like, oh, I should see this. I saw a, a documentary about the making of the Twilight Zone and I was the Twilight Zone movie. And I was like, never mind. Fuck John Landis. <laughs> right. Not in the mood. Uh, not in the mood. Uh, so the Blues Brothers, Wayne's World, the Coneheads, Wayne's World 2. It's Pat. Stuart saves his family. Blues Brothers 2000. A Night at the Roxbury. Superstar. The Ladies' Man. And MacGruber. I had no idea there was that long of a gap between the Blues Brothers. It was Blues Brothers and Wayne's World. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Nothing nothing hit in the 80s at all. Like nothing. Like I or or the Blues Brothers is the Blue Brothers like the yeah, the Blues Brothers is 1980. So that was like the That's only a- 80s released SNL movie. I can't believe they never Lauren Michaels never got uh put like an Eddie Murphy starring starring vehicle together. Yeah. These are the things that we could talk about. Fascinating. Who, who, what other SNL characters should have gotten a movie? You know, like we could talk about that. Oh, yeah. Laser yeah. cats. Right. 
uh, Toonses, the driving cat, anything cats, all the cats, really. <laughs> it's true. Uh, how do you feel about about these? Because you know, we we both we we're both pretty. I mean, I don't know. SNL is such a big, yeah, monolith. It almost feels redundant. It's like saying you're a fan of football to say that you're a fan of SNL. You know, right. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, there is there is a three movie section of just god awful movies, right? Um yeah. with It's Pat, Stewart Saves His Family and Blues Brothers 2000. That's a rough I, 3 weeks. <laughs> I don't think I've seen I I don't think I've seen any of those 3. Oh boy. I've seen I think I've seen all 3 of those. I have seen Blues Brothers 2000. I've not seen The Blues Brothers. Whoa! Yes. Wow! Yeah. Okay, I'm the opposite. I have I have not seen Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah. I I remember watching the Coneheads on cable when I was a kid and finding it kind of scary to be honest. Yeah, I I watched the Coneheads all the time when I was a kid. I love that movie. Um, it's probably not good. I don't know. I mean, was it was it, you know? was it Juliette Lewis as the daughter Conehead Connie? Ah, uh, who was that? That just seems like that would have no. been Juliette Lewis back then. Uh, no, it was not Julia. It was uh, Michelle Burke, whoever okay. that is. I think she was just like a '90s actor, like a. Yeah. So who do you think would take point on this theoretically? I don't know. I almost feel like we would go back and forth on this one. Oh, one of those. Yeah, I think we would do an alt- alternating kind of thing. Would be the strategy um, there. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I was a big. We'll talk about it in in the future, but I was like a big comedy nerd when I was a teenager. So like I've I read Live from New York, that big oral history of SNL. Oh, sure. That's been updated a few times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like for every like generation, every time there's like a new. Yeah. Yeah. I need to because I read it in high school. So I think it was like the I think Tina Fey was at that point, like the current generation. Yeah. Um, Okay. next up. So next up is the Coen brothers. I okay. would I would add a wrinkle to this because I don't think the Coen brothers in and the of Tommy themselves work as a franchise. I think you have to you have to subdivide them by doing the Coen comedies and the Coen dramas because they are two distinct genre like genre flares. Like they feel completely separated. Where's Barton Fink? I think Barton Fink goes in comedy. Okay. Basically, if there's a white white angle lens, it's a comedy. If <laughs> you know, if it's a, more of a long lens, I think it's a drama. <laughs> okay, okay. So like, yeah, a serious man, a serious man. Where's that going? Drama. I think so. I think that's drama. That one's borderline, though. You're right. That one's borderline. Fargo is also borderline. Fargo's borderline because you know Inside Lewin Davis I think is pretty that's a drama. Mm-hmm. So They're, I think they all have they all have really funny moments, but you know Inside Lewin Davis is a, is a drama. yeah right. They all they all they do all have have uh, have funny moments. So I would I would go what I would say is dramas would be Blood Simple, Miller's Crossing, Fargo. Uh, I don't know what the man who wasn't there is. Is that a comedy or? I've never seen it, but that is a, um, I think it's almost like, I think it's like a, it's like a film noir pastiche, I think. Yeah. Like a black I think and white. Look if it has a goofy cover. <laughs> I mean, so, I don't know. You know, um, talking no, about it does. Film, it says, you know. it says neo noir crime film. That's what it says okay. on Wikipedia. So, so drama. Okay. So it's, so drama is blood simple. Miller's crossing Fargo man who wasn't there. 
No Country for Old Men, uh, True Grit, Inside Lewin Davis, or a serious a serious man, True Grit, Inside Lewin Davis. I think that's it. I think those are. I think that's that run. And then the comedy run would be Raising Arizona, Barton Fink, Hudsucker Proxy, Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Intolerable Cruelty, Lady Killers, Burn After Reading, uh, Hail Caesar, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because Buster Scruggs is an anthology, but I, I think most of them do kind of skewer comedic. Yeah. And also... It's interesting because the Cohen brothers don't exist anymore. Now they're separate. They broke up. Yeah. So they so they have a definitive filmography, which is interesting. So, you know, you want to talk about like intro to, you know, like level one mm-hmm. film bro, gateway people, the Cohen brothers, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think I think the, the difference between them and Tarantino is that Tarantino does one thing. Very well. And yeah, he mixes it with lots of genres, but it's you, there's no mistaking a Tarantino movie. Whereas I think the thing that's interesting about what we could do with the Coen brothers is splitting them up by genre, by comedy and drama. Or, sure, sure, sure. or maybe we even take it like one step further and say comedy and tragedy. Oh, the cool. The two masks. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A lot of their comedies. That's true. Are tragic. That's true. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It bleeds. I, you know, y- y- you and I were both kind of like, oh yeah, the Coen brothers, of course, they're geniuses. But like, I don't think either of you, either of us have ever like really nerded out about them the way no. that. Um, no. It's- so, but, but I will say the one thing that this does do is it does build off of our previous Evil Dead season. That's true. Yeah. Can, Cause they're, they're big Sam, Sam Raimi heads. Um, We've so, talked about Blood Simple on a podcast before. Do you remember? What's that? We've we've talked about Blood Simple on a previous podcast, like ten years ago. Oh, really? It was the Geek Show Movie Club. Oh, oh, that's right. That's that right. And that was I... the first time I had seen it. I think. Me too. Yeah. Um. Good movie. Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Um. God. God. You could even do that. You could do the Sonnenfeld era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot you could do with the Cohen brothers. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's that's kind of uh that's those kind are the of, non-traditionals. Yeah, that's so that's that's one of the non-traditionals. I, I do think it's two. I think that's how you have to do it. I think you gotta split it between comedy and drama. It's because it, I think it's the only way to like bring something new to the table in terms mm-hmm. of how to look at like to to talk about those partic- that particular section of their filmography yeah. in a vacuum I think is interesting. So um, so what do we want to do now? Do we want to do we just go back to action adventure now and then like well those are the on those are the no, no, non-traditionals. So there's, there's more in non-traditional. We got more. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not done yet. So then we have Stephen King adaptations. Jeez Louise. So I've thought about this a lot. And I think okay. the, there's only one way to do Stephen King adaptations because Without doing it this way, there are, um, let me see. Well, A, theatrical. So, right. L- Langoliers, Tommyknockers, all that shit right out. Right. All of that shit goes. I think that, the, that a lot, I think there is some theatrical stuff that we let slide past. Um, oh, like what? Like, like Dreamcatcher? 
well, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's some stuff that is like. How many I, are there just theatrically? Oh, buddy. Hold on. Now I got to I got to pull up the I have a list. Um, so oh, yeah. man. Have you seen the trailer for the boogeyman? Yes, it looks good. It's intense. Yeah. Um, OK, so because the because the issue is he has a lot of movies that are like, um, uh, you know, based on like short films or, or, or short, short stories and stuff like that. Sure. Stand by me. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. OK. So there's Boogeyman. Yeah. 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 Um, so oh, in the, the stuff remakes. in which in which he is like a writer or or a, a director, because that happened once. Um, yeah. You have things like you have Creep Show, you have Cat's Eye, you have Silver right. Bullet, yeah. You have Maximum Overdrive, you have Creep Show Two, uh, you have um, you know uh, Pet Cemetery, uh, you've got Sleepwalkers, you've got Thinner, um, which yeah. which is technically a Richard Bachman book. Who is Stephen King? Obviously, it's his it's his. Uh, pseudonym that he uh, gave to himself pre Carrie, basically like all of the books that he wrote pre Carrie, because um, they were like he was like younger and meaner. Um, and then you yeah. have things like uh, let's see, a good marriage and Cell. I think did Cell come out in theaters? I thought that was like a straight to Redbox movie. Was it? Because it's Eli Roth. Yeah, I know, but I, I think I think I remember just seeing it go straight to Red right? Oh I no, that's wrong. right. He bailed. He bailed on it. Todd Williams directed Cell. Wow, yeah. this whole time I thought that was Eli Roth. Wow. I I read it because of that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, it's going to be a big Eli I Roth totally zombie. I forgot movie. about that. Um, but there's but yeah, there are some like like graveyard shift, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like I don't know that we need to. I don't know that we need to cover that. You know what I mean? Like it was technically released in theaters. It has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It made so, no money. It has no lasting impact. Same thing with like the Lawnmower Man, technically based on a on a short story, but like so loose that Stephen King uh, made them take his name off of it, so he is not credited oh, wow. on the movie anymore. Um, you know, so it's it's tricky. You gotta you gotta. Yeah, you got to mess with it a little bit. Yeah, I feel like so, you know, kind of going back into franchiseography of like what I like about Colcomania mm-hmm. is it's like its own it's almost like a playlist. Right. Like we're we're curating a very specific experience. Yeah. Like like Coen Brothers, comedy tragedy. That's like right. a playlist. Right. And so I almost feel like we'd have to do similar things. Here, yes. which is like fine, like whether it's like Stephen King's greatest hits. So that's that's the essential the list, king. That's the list that I put together. So I oh, think that, that there are uh two distinct eras to Stephen King adaptations that I think we would talk about, and I have made a best of list. Now I think that um uh, one of these, I think uh, we'll talk about it, but then I took out his dramas and I put all of the dramas in their own list because he does have some that are like, you know, they're, they are legitimate Stephen King adaptations. They're great movies, but they're not what you think of when you're like, oh, they're going to do a season King. on Stephen King. Yeah. Stephen King adaptations. Right. Yeah. So, so the dramas by themselves, which is a hell of a, this is 
such a good miniseries, <laughs> is Stand By Me, Misery, The Shawshank Redemption, Dolores Claiborne, Apt Pupil, The Green Mile, Hearts in Atlantis, and Secret Window. Wow, that's, that was the last one? That's the last drama, yeah. Oh, you know why? Because I, I bet like 15 years ago, Lizzie's story or Lisey's story, that yeah. would have been a movie, but now it's a limited series. Well, and you could, I could technically put, you know, uh, the, the Mike Flanagan one with where she's tied to the bedpost. Um, right, but that was Netflix. But that was Netflix. That wasn't released theatrically, right? So like, I could put that on there. I'd love to. I like, I love Mike Flanagan, you know, and I, I right, that yeah. movie's really good, but like, you know, we're also trying not to go insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah. drama and then horror. And then a horror. And my horror list, um, I, I people, they're, they're, I know Chris is going to say no deal because I did not put Maximum Overdrive on this. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I didn't put Maximum Overdrive is on it. Because this. he doesn't remember directing it? I, that is part of it. But but I but also because it didn't make any money and and you know it's it was super low budget and and the lasting impact of it of like is, is like, oh, Stephen King does cocaine. Like that's the lasting impact of Maximum Overdrive is the knowledge yeah. that people have that Stephen King did a lot of cocaine, you know? So yeah. um I don't know. I'm iffy on it, it's, but it's I a really good episode of how did this get made? You know, that's very true. It, that is very true. Is it no? You know what I mean? But like, that's yeah. the legacy. Is it like, is it a yeah. movie we could like really find a lot to talk about? Does right, right, right. I know it has a crazy story, but yeah, I exactly. Know. I mean, they've covered it like four times on the King Cast. You know, like oh, see, I've never listened to the King Cast. So what? What? What's the format? Do they talk to like an expert or a fan, no? They like are a the celebrity guest. They, they are the experts. They are the okay. experts. They talk to Stephen King fans, and they talk about the the book and the adaptation. Okay, cool. That's every that's that's every episode. Is it um, more like thematic than like they don't go into like the production histories? And stuff? They do sometimes. Yeah, oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, a little bit sometimes. Yeah, because um, you know they're both uh, film bloggers. Sure. The two hosts. Sure. Yeah. So, um, Vespi and Wampler. Um, Popular show. Yeah. So That's so true. okay, so the way I divided the horror is uh-huh. we have our first section, which is Carrie, The Shining, Creep Show, which that's the one that I I could I could see replacing with Maximum Overdrive because it's like an anthology and blah, 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 whatever. But like I think it I think it's valid that it's here because it was a big hit, big enough to get a sequel. So Creep Show, Cujo, The Dead Zone, Christine, Firestarter, Silver Bullet, that's the other one that I could see get replaced by Maximum Overdrive, if that's the way we wanted to go. Uh, Pet Cemetery, The Dark Half, and Needful Things. Wow. A lot of those I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and then the second half, uh, which is so funny, because Needful Things comes out in 92, right? Then there's not another horror King adaptation in theaters until 2003, 11 years later, because the whole 90s was just littered with drama adaptations. Mm, that's true, yeah. Um, so then you have uh, the second section uh, is Dreamcatcher. Uh, oh, I have Secret Window on here twice because I put it in drama. I think I was not sure if there's a right. supernatural element to Secret Window or not. 
Well, there. It's, I don't know how. Do you want a spoiled secret window? Uh, I mean, right? Because it, it's that he has like a he he has like a multiple personality thing, right? That's the twist. It ends up, yeah, it ends up being not supernatural. I yeah. only seen uh, it once, but I think that yeah, right. So it wouldn't go here. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. so it would be uh, Dreamcatcher, The Mist, um, or no, Dreamcatcher fourteen oh eight. That's what was supposed yes. to go there. Fourteen oh eight. The the. Yeah, John Cusack. Wow, Secret Window is kind of a hybrid because it it it's his only drama that is also a thriller, right? So it is this kind of hybrid. Yeah, well, misery, I guess. Misery, that's true. Yeah, because is misery a drama or a horror? Drama in, in this, I would I would call it a drama because it's there's no supernatural element whatsoever. That's how I divided okay. it. <laughs> sure, anyway, sure. yeah, I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just yeah. interesting philosophically. Yeah, yeah. So Dreamcatcher fourteen oh eight, The Mist. The Carrie remake from 2013. Uh, Grace Moretz. Yep. The Dark Tower from 2017. It, Chapter 1. Pet Cemetery remake. It, Chapter 2. Doctor Sleep. The Firestarter remake. And then the Salem's Lot remake, which comes out this year. So, that's that's like the rest of the year, right? No, no, no. So, we only do one. We only do one of those. I feel like even just the horror one is crazy. It's a, like, like 11. It's 11. It's 11. not, not, okay. not as long okay. as Star Trek. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Man. Ele- 11, just... 11 for Carrie through Needful Things, and then 11 for Dreamcatcher through Salem's Lot. But we only do one or the other. The idea of just switching from... It just feels bigger because the idea of going from like, well, time to learn about the... The it the the Carrie remake. Okay, time to just live in it the it remake world for like two solid weeks. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, we do we get so, it broken up though. There's there's Pet Cemetery in the middle there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of three hour plus movies in this. Yeah, in that's this. very true. That's very true. That's 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 the heavy portion of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, moving right along, we have Adam Sandler. Hell yeah! Now we're talking. Um, that one, much like the Macaulay Culkin thing, I think requires some. Right. Are we starting with? Okay. I, I'd like to hear your order. My, yeah, my feeling is I think we, we stick to comedy. So anything okay. that even dabbles in another genre, I don't think we do. Because I don't think that's the, that's the Sandler brand. I think that's him working against brand. type. Right. Um, if we're talking about Sandler franchise, like. I'm going to go see an Adam, Adam Sandler movie. What do you picture yes. in your head? Right. I think I think that run starts with um, Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you do Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, The Water Boy, Big Daddy, Little Nicky, uh, Mr. Deeds, and uh, 50, 50 First Dates, The Longest Yard, Click. Um, you, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the Zohan. Uh, is Bedtime Stories his movie or is he just in that? So he's, I don't know. It's kind of a hybrid. That was like a Disney movie that he did. Okay. It was like a a big holiday Disney movie, but I don't know if it was still. So I almost think this would be like Happy Madison, right? If it's not a Happy Madison production. Right, right, right. Happy Madison. Is this a Happy Madison joint? Bedtime stories. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was like a co-pro. So, what I find really interesting about this is I know kids may not know or be really kind of how I am with Macaulay Culkin. 
mm-hmm. aware of like the absolute stranglehold that Adam Sandler had on American hearts and minds in the 2000s. Yeah. Like click Zohan longest yard. Like every summer he had a movie coming out that everyone went to go see and critics hated it, but it made a bunch of money. Yep. And like all of your friends at school would quote it for the next three months on every recess. It would be a super long miniseries. I will say. Because there's Very no breaking true. point. There's no breaking point. Like, it just keeps going and going and going. Because after, uh, you know, bedtime stories notwithstanding, after Zohan, you have Grown Ups, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, That's My Boy, Grown Ups 2, Blended? The yeah, Cobbler. Uh, yep. Well, um, I don't know. The Cobbler is weird because that's like him. That's almost, I think that's kind of a drama. Oh, okay. Okay, is it? Okay, I I didn't know. I don't know. Never seen the cobbler. Oh, I, I guess I it did. does. I guess it is a drama. It's uh, oh, it's Tom, Tom McCarthy. McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, Holy it's shit. so it's really weird. It's, it just looks like an Adam Sandler movie. I don't know, but I, I guess I guess no, it does. I think that was the that was definitely the marketing. Like, okay, we need to make this look like it's fucking like he he turns shoes into people or something. Yeah, and then I think I think we stop then at blended. Because after that, it's Netflix era. Yeah, because after that's the Netflix era, which doesn't count, right? Because like we're not going to do the ridiculous six or the do over or Sandy Wexler or our beloved Hubie Halloween or Hubie Halloween. Oh man, yeah. That's. I think at some point we are going to have (laughs) to take a look at you know much like our own country and our constitution i do Uh think at some point franchiseography will have to take a look at its foundational rules and see if they're still relevant that's true but it's true we but we don't have to do that today no but like that's literally like a full year of adam sandler (laughs) adaptations i mean it's just like (laughs) it's so many goddamn movies and again like I don't I don't know what the production history of the longest yard was. Right. But that's I doubt I, I it seems like it was pretty open and shut, I would assume. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but is that what the listeners would they are they like, no, we just want you to talk about the Sandman for like a solid year. Yeah. Oh man, that would be wild. Um okay, so Adam Sandler. How would that change us as people, do you think? I think it would. Yeah, I think it would. Um, if those that were if those were the only comedies I was watching for like a year, yeah, <laughs> you'd become like a meaner person by the end. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then there's uh Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, which wow, much like Tarantino. Um, it just it, I don't know the Stanley Kubrick one. Like I get it, but also like I think he's beyond so... like yeah, a franchise like... and. Honestly, I feel I feel similar with Tarantino and Coen Brothers. Is I personally almost feel ill-equipped. Yeah, well, and it's not even it's not even that because that in itself is interesting as a miniseries of like us being not like us tackling it as ourselves. You know what I mean? That's true. That's very Uh, true. That's uh, I I think that in of itself is is interesting. Um, So you know, I think that there could be something interesting there, definitely. Um, But you know, Blink Check just covered. Uh, just covered so Stanley did, Kubrick like last year. So, so did they go into production stuff? Did yes, they go in behind the? Oh yeah, big time. Okay, yeah, okay. but they're but they're not franchises. They're director filmographies. That's true. Yeah, that's their whole thing. Um, see, they had not done Wes Anderson, which was why I was so comfortable doing that. 
Um, really? That's surprising. Yeah. No. Yeah, they have never done Wes Anderson. So I was very comfortable covering that. They just did Kubrick. I'm a little uncomfortable covering that because I think we would tread they're a fresh. lot of the same ground. Yeah. They're, and they're fresh in your head, too. Yeah, definitely. So um, not super into Kubrick as much as I would love to like watch all of those movies because I haven't seen them all. Um, but I sure, also don't no, think we would do his full filmography because I don't think you would start. I think you would have to start with the first film that's like a Stanley Kubrick movie, which is 2001. Not okay. You wouldn't start with Ben Hur. No, I don't. I don't think you do Ben Hur because it's not the like he. It's still him like compromising a lot because he's an okay. up and coming filmmaker. You know, I think you have to start if you're talking about Kubrick as a brand. You have to start with the movie where he didn't have to compromise anymore. Um, maybe that's is that Strange Love? Which is which came first, Strange Love or Ben Hur? I think Ben Hur oh. came first, and then Strange yes. Love. Yeah. Yes. So maybe you start with Strange Love. Maybe that's where you start. I don't know, but um, I think that's what you have to do. But uh, I don't know. I'm not as much as I want to revisit those. I don't know if I want to do a franchiseography season about them. Sure. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's uh, John Hughes high school films. Hmm. Um, definitely Classic. a franchise. Definitely a franchise. You got Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles. Uh, you got um, you do have some interest. You have Ferris Bueller. You do have some interesting stuff. Uh, well, Weird Science. That's the other one. You do have interesting stuff because then you have like Pretty in Pink, which he yeah, didn't direct, but he did write. So I think that similar counts. to Stephen King. Right, right. I think that counts. So I don't know. So, uh, one of the original shared universes in movies. Yep, very true. Very true. A big influence, almost an unspoken influence on the both of us at this point. Yeah. Of, like, you know, growing up. And, you know, it'd be fun movies to talk about. I think, I almost feel like we're post what was happening in the 10s when we were like, look at all these things that are are kind of problematic now. Oh, yeah. Now we're just like, yeah, it was the 80s. I don't know. It's just the yeah. way things were back then. It sucked. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I have, I'd be really, really cool to deep dive deep into like his collaborations with like John Candy and Molly Ringwald and Ira Newborn and all these yeah. different filmmakers. I would, I, I think I would love for you to handle a John Hughes miniseries. I think that that, oh, thank you. I think that's, that's how I would want that one to go personally. Um, wow. Yeah. So okay, so so John Hughes, Christopher Guest, um, which wow. I believe is again, it's it's a mix because there's theatrical release movies and then there's non theatrically released movies. Oh um, right, though that weird those weird Yeah, he's the mascots one, right? one that was like a Netflix yeah. movie and then there's that there's that one that's um that one. the Oscar one, but I, I, I can't I, I saw that one. Okay, is that, that in that theaters one came out or was that streaming? I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay, cool. So that one works. But um yeah, so anyway, so Christopher Guest, he does the he like he's the mockumentary guy, you know, borderline Best invented in, mockumentaries as we know them yeah. today. Um Best in show, waiting right. for Guffman. He didn't because, you know, Rob Reiner did did Spinal Tap, but he also wrote Spinal Tap, so it's kinda like Oh, true. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, so so I think Spinal Tap is where you'd start with that one, and then you'd go from there. And, you know, these have had kind of a, a cultural resurgence. It's been really cool seeing how, like, people who weren't maybe old enough to enjoy it when they first came out, like, on social media. So if you had, like, Ariana Grande yeah. did, like, a parody of, like, several scenes. Yeah. 
this past Halloween. Have you seen all of these? I've seen the first three. And, and well, the first four, I guess, if you include Spinal Tap. I've seen Spinal Tap and then his first three directorial ones. And each one wasn't quite as good as the one before it. And, oh, wow. And so by the time I, I finished A Mighty Wind, I was like, I think that's it. I don't think I'm going to keep going from there. See, here's the thing. I think I, lo- I think A Mighty Wind might be my favorite. Oh, wow. I, okay. I love that one a lot, but... I think, and I kind of, it's its almost too far now in, back in time to remember clearly. I think I might have seen that first. Oh, sure. That makes sense. And so that kind of painted my whole, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So Christopher Guest, definitely a possibility. Next one was John Carpenter. I'm going to nix this one right away. I don't okay. think he's a franchise. I just don't. I know that like all of his movies started with like John Carpenter's this He's just a filmmaker. He has a filmography. I don't think uh, his movies don't feel the same to me. Like they have the same music, but that's kind of it because he made all the music. But like, I don't know. It's an incredible filmography. Yes, absolutely. But, but also very recently covered on Blank Check. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So another reason why I don't really want to. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to really want to hit that. So I'm going to nix that one right away. Um, Guillermo del Toro. This one I think is legit. Sure. I think I think that's yeah. a legit like filmmaker uh uh franchise. I mean, you know, Del Toro himself believes, you know, he I, I have that that coffee table book of his Cabinet of Curiosities, which is kind of like his journals and his his brain. And yeah. he he says over and over again that he considers his body of work to be one big movie. Yeah. So there you go. And, each kind of like branches of one tree. So that that would yeah. be really that'd be really interesting to talk about. Yeah. So there, so there's Del Toro. Um I think Del Toro's definite like that one is one that definitely stays in non-traditional. I don't think that one can like move to another section cuz he's kind of dabbled in so many genres, you know, but they all feel like Del Toro movies, you know? Right. Like even like Hellboy and Nightmare Alley both feel like the same yeah. thing even though the yeah. Yeah, even though they're totally different genres. Um this one, I'm, I'm, I, I don't even, I didn't even have time to make a list for this, but it was TV shows made into movies. So, I think the idea of this is like the Brady Bunch movie and like the Beverly Hillbillies, sure. and like every time Starsky that they Hutch, yeah, Adam's Family. Every time there was a there was a, a TV show that was turned into a movie, you would cover it. But I, my issue with this is that a lot of these fall into franchise potential, not a franchise of themselves. Interesting. So you know, like Lost in Space, um, which we which we're covering as our as our franchise potential for the Star Trek season. One one of the three that we're covering. For sure. You know, that or, was a TV show and then it was a movie. I don't know. Or 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 my thoughts is, you know, we have the what you're talking about, like the Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. uh um Dragnet. Yeah. Where it's like this was a thing back in the old days, but now we're rebooting it. Yeah. I I think of that as a different playlist than, for example, the two X Files movies that exist. Yes, and Serenity that would go on that Ser- one. Serenity or the, the you know the the Sex and the City movies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that is different. Um, I I don't like this one. I don't think it holds together as as well. 
um, be- for that reason. Because, yeah, there are two distinct lanes to go down. And I don't think each lane as a mini series really works as like a, an overarching story. Like what is, what is the point of covering all of these? Do you know what I mean? Like what, what, what would be the thesis statement of covering all of these? Yeah. Yeah. Like television adapting. Yeah. Adapting TV to movies is hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as into that one. Uh, then I saw the Spielberg dramas. So, yeah, I, 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 I've been thinking about Spielberg of like, yeah. so this, this would, would this start with like Sugarland Express? No, because that was, that was technically TV. I don't think that was released in theaters. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I think it's, um, I think you'd start with, let's see. I think you'd start with. Um, I mean, it's so, it's so tricky because a lot of these, you know, are <laughs> whatever. So I guess you would start with the color purple. You do color purple, empire of the sun, um, Schindler's list, Amistad, saving private Ryan, uh, catch me if you can, the, uh, the, the term, does the terminal count? I don't know. Wow. Um, I mean, I mean, we're not doing a comedy playlist. Yeah, that's know? true. Yeah. Uh, Munich, um, War Horse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, The Post, and The Fablemans. How, how do you feel about this? I mean, I definitely, I, I think it has value, um, but it's like, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, we're going to be hungry for drama franchises because there's not a lot of them, you know? True. True, and true, so true. and so like as a drama franchise, I think that this I think that works. I think it's kind of interesting. So cool. Yeah. Um, okay, how do you feel about it? Um gosh, just the idea of you know It's a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah, like, you know, I I would just feel you know, even though we're just we're just goofing and having a fun podcast, and yeah. I would just feel like a certain if I were to cover Schindler's list, yeah. Like where does that research end and where does it begin? Like what's, how do I honor? Right. And contextualize, you know, cause like I, I, I go back and forth on, you know, that there's plenty of worthwhile literature and criticism about debating the merits of the existence of Schindler's list. Mm-hmm. And that's so valid. And I, you know, it, it, it's like, yeah, very, very quickly, just like all these kind of like, I don't want to say flags because, because it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. You're just like, oh gosh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's Reverend Ryan. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of material that is difficult to just like have fun with on a podcast. Munich. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Well, but we'll, okay. So that's all the non traditionals that we have. Um, so now we go back to action adventure, which again are Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne, Connery Bond, Jumanji, and the mummy. Nick, what is your first pick? It was like an hour long detour we took. Yeah. Um. So I pick one for action. Yes, one. Okay. Say them one more time. Mission Impossible, Please. Jason Bourne, Connery Bond, Jumanji, The Mummy. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jason Bourne. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, my pick is Connery Bond. Okay. Great. 
All right. So your next pick. So now I, I, I pick another action one. Yep. Of what's left. Oh, or, great. or, or pull something from non-traditional. I don't know if we have any action adventures from non-traditional. Okay. It has to be an action adventure. Okay. Yes. I, I can't just pull out like Spielberg dramas. It has no, to be in the right no, no, no. It needs to okay. fit into the, fit into the genre that we're talking about. Then my number two for the action genre nomination is the Mission Impossible series. Okay. And mine. Hmm. I'm in my spot. I guess I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with the mummy. I'll go with the mummy. Um, uh, you know, we'll, 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 it's going to have one last run in the bracket. It's been in the bracket. (laughs) This will be the third year in a row. It's been in the bracket. It's lost two years in a row. Could this be the mummy's year? Could this be the mummy's year? We will find out. So going into the bracket, we are going to, so we, we dropped Jumanji. Um, going into the bracket, we're going to have Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne, Connery Bond, and The Mummy. So there we go. Um, wait to okay. see how that shakes out. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to sci-fi fantasy. We have, um, we have Alien. We have Predator. Uh, we have Planet of the Apes. We have Terminator. The Chronicles of Narnia and RoboCop, which technically there are three theatrically, four theatrically released RoboCop movies because there are yep. the original three and the remake. It's real. I've seen it. Yep. It I, I have too. <laughs> I too have seen it. Not terrible, right? No, not terrible. People hate it, but it's just because it's not as, it's, well, it's, it's, it's not as like cartoonishly angry as the Verhoeven version. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like how it's if people were just like, how dare you how dare you make this kind of this could call this RoboCop. This is a yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and there's one aspect of it that I that I hate. I hate his stupid human hand. Um, That's right. Is one weird human hand. Yeah. I wish it was something else. But uh, uh, we would talk about that if we talked about uh, RoboCop. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so 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 alien alien, both alien and predator have been on the bracket. I think both times. Um, okay. Alien is, is one of those franchises that I feel like has yes. talked been talked about a lot. Um, mm-hmm, definitely. My feeling on Alien is that Alien is Alien and uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Obviously, it's that those movies that that run of movies it does not include Alien versus Predator. Right. Or any of those. That's, Whereas that's why this always hits a snafu. Where do those go? Right. Those, I think, belong in the Predator section. I think they're more Predator movies than they are Alien movies. OK, I've, I've seen both of them now, and I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. So I, I would say so then Predator. So it's Alien, Alien 2 or a- Alien 2, Alien, famously <laughs> Aliens, um, Alien 3. <laughs> Alien Resurrection, uh, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant. And then Predator is Predator, Predator 2, the two Alien versus Predator movies. Predators. Predators. Yeah, Predators. The Predator. The Predator. Yeah, and Prey. Prey. Yeah. So I think the Alien movies are better. Yes. I think... Predator, Predator franchise, it has its highs and lows. It dips. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it ends on a high. Well, they, I think, in my opinion, these would both end on a high note. 
Yes. Um, gosh, like so the alien. I feel like Alien has like a a self contained production like narrative, you know, right? But the idea of you and you and I going through each Predator movie one by one, it's interesting. Yeah, attack. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Definitely. Did um, you ever see the Shane Black one? No. Got it. Because you heard it was real bad. Yep, sure did from you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I believe uh, you- I believe your exact words were, were don't see it, Scott. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. It'll just make you sad. Yeah. Just, just don't. You don't need to see that. Um <laughs> nobody did. No, nobody did. <laughs> um, Do you does one or though one or two of those sound more well no, yeah. But I mean I yeah. agree for exactly the way the, exactly I agree with everything you just said. Great. hundred <laughs> percent. Um okay, so Planet of the Apes. Uh, everyone knows how I feel about Planet of the Apes. This is this would also be its third time on the bracket. I was gonna say, Apes. Yeah. We've come very close to talking about Planet of the Apes on this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if it doesn't win, I will say. Well, see, so this is the reason why I kind of don't want to pick Planet of the Apes because I just feel like I'm like I'm not. Even, it's never gonna win. It's just not gonna win the bracket. It's never gonna win the bracket, and I want to do it, so I'm just gonna do it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like you could always just like take it out of the listener uh, league. And yeah, just be like, and I'm just, just, and just do this. it in season three of the show. You know, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, then there's Terminator, uh, the last of which I have never seen. But it, you said is good, but I've never seen it. <clears throat> I, I'm like, is it good or is it just better than can- everything that's come? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you you know when a movie has like one really cool character, yeah, you know it's like is it good or is just Mackenzie Davis really rad in that movie? Right, you know, fair. I don't know. Um, well, anyway, so Terminator. Uh, then there's Chronicles of Narnia, which I right. have only seen the opening thirty minutes of the first one. Really, thirty minutes? I just watched it on TV. Like I like I watched like the. The bombs dropping, and then they they go to the, and then them getting to Narnia for the first time and interacting with um, what's his face and Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, and then and then and then shortly after that, I think I I stopped watching because I was like, okay, eh. so you were like you were like I'm gonna wait until they go to Narnia before I bail on this, and they were in Narnia for like a decent amount of time, and you're like, I'm still not into this. I'm gonna bail. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's only three of these, so it wouldn't be a long season. That's true. Isn't they there's a fourth one coming though, right? I don't know. There's like rumors that Disney Plus is trying to turn it into like a series. Wait, but wasn't there one that was isn't isn't Joe Johnson directing one? Um, I'd have to I might be behind on my Narnian news. I feel like he just he literally just directed a Narnia movie, I think. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. Was it called Silver Chair? Yes. That's it. The silver wow, chair. That's yes. That's the next one. Yeah, that I think he directed that. I think that's coming out that's this year or or crazy. maybe early next year. I don't know. I don't know if they always have like a crazy story and yeah. like so here's my thing. And we you know real talk. Um I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I personally find a lot of the thematic stuff and symbolism 
behind Narnia and C.S. Lewis's faith and his journey to be frankly fascinating mm. and would be cool to talk about, but also Christianity and religion and stuff. That's a prickly subject for a lot of people. And like, yeah, I, so it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's. But yeah. like also it's kind of the kind of a good thing about this being such a small listenership is like if we had like 120,000 listeners or whatever blank check has uh-huh I I would be like no way we're talking about Narnia are you kidding me man yeah, no sure but sure like, sure it'd be like ah, I, I I you know I don't know yeah, like, I, I mean I you would could wanna... like you could you could treat it like a religious studies course you know right yeah yeah from that like, from that perspective because, like, I love Narnia. I think it's a really fascinating world. And, like, Ooh. I love the books. But the movies are kind of, like, mostly whatever, in my yeah. opinion. I would be interested to learn more about it um, in a forceful, oh, cool. <laughs> in a forceful <laughs> way. Because um, I would never you. do it independently. Uh, so, sure. you know. Uh, and then there's RoboCop, which we talked about, um, both yep. liking the, the remake and... Again, I'm Catholic. So... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, naturally. Um, obviously, first one's really good. Second one's interesting because it's written by Frank Miller, his only mm-hmm. screenplay credit uh, outside of the Sin City movies. Um, and then the third one is like a PG-13 movie. Yep. Uh, and then you get the remake. So, so yeah, I think there's interesting stuff there. Um, each one of those movies has like an insane story about it. So there's he that. He flies in the third one. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, had, to, had to sell toys. There was a cartoon. Yep. It was a cartoon, it, multiple cartoons, I think, at that point. He so. he fell into that kind of uh, Rambo phenomenon we talked about where they would turn like really bloody, violent 80s movies into, into children's cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I, let's see. So you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. I'm going to go ahead and claim RoboCop. Whoa. Uh, You're so right, what, though. <laughs> like each of those has a crazy story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to claim RoboCop and sci-fi fantasy. What's your first claim? Alien, Predator, uh, Planet of the Apes, Terminator, Narnia. See, yeah, I, I, I was, um, I was tempted to pick Apes, mm-hmm. but like that's yours. <laughs> it's not mine. Uh, I don't have anything to do with them. I just, well, I mean, you know, but like emotionally, you know. Okay, like, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Narnia. Okay, Narnia. All right, and then I'm going to claim. Uh, God, both Terminator and Alien seem so exhausting. Sure, understandable. But I don't think I want to put Planet of the Apes on the bracket. I think I just want to do it. I'm taking it out of your guys' hands. I put it in your hands long enough, listeners. You don't know what to do with it. You don't appreciate it. (laughs) Um. I'm going to do Terminator. That's where I'm feeling right now. I mean, if you're, if you're exhausted, I mean, you never know. Apes might, well, the worst that could happen is that apes doesn't win. And then you just know that you're going to put it into, into the, into the show's yeah. calendar in the future. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, fine. I'm just going to, I'm going to go for it for a third time. Here we go. And if it, third but, time might be but the, the thing is, but my, my thing is, by saying, if it loses, I'm going to do it anyway, everyone's going to be like, well, don't vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, they might be like, oh, no, it actually sounds really interesting. We're in the mood for it now. Compared yeah, to maybe. Like, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Narnia. So that's mine. So what's your last one? Alien, Predator, or Terminator? Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, see? 
Um, okay. So, Alien, Predator, or what was the other one? Terminator. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Alien, Predator, Terminator. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Predator. I'm gonna pick okay. Predator. All right. Cool. So there we go. So we've got, we've got Predator, Planet of the Apes, Terminator, Narnia, RoboCop. <laughs> Great. Fascinating. See, um, imagine doing this over Twitter, right? That's chaos. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, in the animation and family uh, section, um, can't wait. We have Laika. Oh wow! Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Mm-hmm. Shrek. Mm-hmm. The, the Disney Renaissance. Okay, I kind of okay. Please. How please. to Train Your Dragon. Okay. We have Cars, mm-hmm. and we have Hotel Transylvania. Wow, this is this is low key. This is like a banger list. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, well, what I want to say is like uh, kind of going back to Lord of the Rings minute. Like, Dame, are they? Right. Well, they're they're the ones who nominated it. So, oh, like, really? I can't I can't feel bad. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> if it gets picked, it gets picked, baby. Okay. <laughs> they they gave it its gave, they gave us their blessing. <laughs> all right, I'll start listening to the show. I'll start re-listening to all the. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's the Renaissance, so it's just you would only have to listen to the Little Mermaid season. I guess. Oh, that's true. They haven't. Yeah, because yeah, now they okay because they they, um, they pop around the the they history. They do pop around. Yeah, yeah. So starting from the, so the cool thing about Shrek now is yeah. have you seen Puss in Boots: The Last Wish yet? I have not. And at this point, I'm just waiting for it to drop on Peacock. Right, because it'll it'll drop on Peacock in like probably by the end of the month, most likely. Like before, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, right? Because the Shrek has also been on the on the polls in the past. Yeah, and I was always like, I don't like. What are we? You know, what? Where? How do we end that conversation? But like, Puss in Boots: The Last The Last Wish, right? Like, really reinvigorated my enthusiasm for the Shrek saga as a whole. Yeah. So so now I feel like that show that series would end on a high note. That's true, and also depending on where it landed, we might even get the new Shrek movie, the the That's the Shrek the Shrek reboot that is animated in the style of Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Yeah, that is all but greenlit, I think. Yeah, yeah, like heavily hinted at, but not like it's happening. It's coming out twenty twenty six. Yeah, yeah, I think it is in like full blown development though. Okay. You well they, you you have the you have more knowledge yeah, of that world. Now. Right. Yeah. I think it's in full blown development. I think it's just not being announced yet. But you know, I know about movies coming from Pixar that nobody knows about. Uh because mm-hmm. I have that inside track. And it's they're definitely working on it, but they they're not they they haven't announced it yet. So, you know. Yeah, no, they're just, they're doing uh yeah. they're doing war and peace. <laughs> yeah. Pixar's War and Peace. <laughs> what if what if War and Peace had emotions? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first Shrek, Scott, you know, I've 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 talked your ear off about how crazy the story behind the first Shrek. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. In the big dream books book I read. Dream yeah, Works for book sure. I read. So you know, obviously there's a lot of really interesting stuff with Disney Renaissance. Um the the uh 
I think the the big stipulation on on Renaissance is like where do you where do you start and where do you end? There's a lot of controversy over that. Um, right, so that's something we would have to we would what? have to work out. Is it home on the range? Oh, is definitely it? not. That's that's it's over at that point. Um, okay, so you like I Mulan, Mulan. Uh, I would maybe go as far as Tarzan. Um, uh, yeah, is 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 uh, cause, cause after Tarzan, is it Emperor's, Emperor's New, Groove, New Groove and then Lilo and Stitch? Are those two back to back? Uh, so Emperor's New Groove was 2001, Lilo and Stitch was 2002. And then what was 2000? Tarzan? Uh, 2000 was, no, Tarzan, I'm, listeners, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm currently moving back and forth through like when i was mo- i was moving around a lot back then uh-huh so i can barely clearly remember like, okay i was in seattle when tarzan came out because <laughs> i remember like that theater and that house and like driving around with that soundtrack in my car and emperor's <laughs> emperor's new groove was 2001 because i was no longer in seattle so tarzan was 99 i think tarzan was 98 99 90 i think okay. 99 well because because yeah, mulan was 98 yeah mulan was 98 for sure Tarzan 99. So then what came out in 2000? What came out between Tarzan and well, Emperor? Di- well, Dinosaur, of course, came out in the year 2000. Right. I, oh, that I might that, that... that might be the meteor that that ends <laughs> yeah. the Renaissance. That might be it. I was trying to like slip Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch in there just because they're fun. They're good movies. But like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think I could justify dinosaur... it with Dinosaur in the middle. Do they, you know, how, like they number their animated movies? Like it's the 78th. And do they count Dinosaur as an animated movie? Yeah, I think they do. Because it's animated. It's like Lion yeah. King. It's like Proto yeah. Lion King. Yeah, I believe they do. Um, but anyway, more on that later. Uh, sure. Disney Renaissance. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, something I absolutely know nothing about. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. I have. Yes. I have seen. I mean, I don't want to just do the episode, <laughs> you know. Right. But. Um, I think these are really fun on the Discord. I called, I, 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 I uh, compare the franchise to like a Gen Z Adventures of Pete and Pete. Sure. So knowing you, Scott, I would be really interested to see what you think of these movies and their sensibilities and stuff. Oh. Um, but, and it's kind of like, you know, they're not our generation. So it'd be kind of like us looking at it from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. There's That's three true. of them. Three of them came out in theaters, I think. And then some animated ones that went straight to Disney Plus that are just remakes of the live of the live action ones. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, um, yeah. That I mean, yeah, it would be it would be interesting because I, I I mean I I I don't have an opinion because I don't know anything about them. You know, so like I can't <laughs> really even. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, I can't even really have a conversation about it because I'm like I don't know, man. Uh, whatever, Scott. I I I just want to say this: it is not strange. That you don't have an opinion on. The <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, good, 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 good. Uh, Leica, for those of you who who don't know them by name, they're the stop motion company that uh, produced such films as Coraline, Paranorman, Kubo, and the Two Strings, the Box Trolls, etc. Um, named after the uh, the the Russian uh, cosmonaut dog, the space dog Leica, Leica the space mm-hmm. dog. Bummer of a story. Yep. Um, so, uh, so yeah. And then uh, we got How to Train Your Dragon, Solid Trilogy, yes. Cars. Uh, Uneven Trilogy. Uneven Trilogy, yes. And, uh, and Hotel Transylvania, the most controversial of which would be whether or not we would cover the fourth one that doesn't feature. Right. 
that only features like two members of the original cast and then a bunch of sound alikes or something like that. And this was yanked out of theaters. Right. Very abruptly. It had like a full promotional campaign. <clears throat> this is coming to theaters. And then the last second, they were Dropped like, no, the math. Prime. Yeah, the math doesn't check out. Amazon yep. Prime only. Yep. Um, so, so that's interesting, but it is, it is a franchise that I, uh, I really, really, really like a lot. Um, fun. yes, I, I legitimately think the first Hotel Transylvania, uh, movies is like one of my favorite rom-coms. <laughs> oh, cool. It's a really fun rom-com. Like just it as is. a rom-com. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, it's not like a kid movie. Like they don't really, that first one is not like it obviously it's made for kids, it's kid humor and things like that. But like. All of the characters were adults, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and yeah, I mean, like some beautiful, really fun Jenny Tartakovsky animation. Yes. Be fun to talk about. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So Hotel wow. Transylvania. Okay. So let's, let's pick our, let's each pick our two. I went first last time, so you can go first this time. Okay. Well, uh, my first pick for this one is going to be Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay. Zooey Mama. All right. Um, my first pick is going to be, I'm going to go Hotel Transylvania. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Your next pick. Um, <laughs> okay. So the ones left are, are, I almost said are, game. Are the Leica, ones left are, the, the ones left are Leica, Shrek, Disney Renaissance, How to Train Your Dragon, Cars. I'm going to say Shrek. Okay. Shrek. And then I am going to pull a mulligan, and I'm pulling up, I'm 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 pulling up uh, the Colkin Colkinessance. Um, oh, Colkamania! Great, Colkamania into the into animation and family. Um, so there we go. So those are the four that are going to go in the bracket for animation family. We have Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Shrek, Hotel Transylvania, and the films of child star Macaulay Culkin. So it's just Gen X just windmilling at a bunch of Gen Z franchises. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Can't so wait. moving on to drama, we have the Before Trilogy. We have Jack Ryan. We have the Dollars Trilogy, which is uh, like a fistful yeah. of dollars, good, the bad, and the ugly. That, that thing. Spaghetti Westerns. Um, we have Hitchcock, which... Can mean whatever we want it to mean. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can subdivide him or whatever we want to do. Uh, and then uh, The Godfather. <clears throat> so. so, The Godfather. Yeah. Have you seen The Godfather Coda? Yes. Okay, I haven't. Oh. Do you think that would be, like, worth doing? Do you think, like, there's, like, should we, do, would you just want to do, like, one, two, three, because, like, that narrative is so important? To... Well, Coda is just Godfather Three. It's it's just recut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the you know, would it be important? I feel like it would be important to talk about the version of Three that came out in 1990 that everyone hated. Oh, sure. Discuss that on its own merits because I also haven't seen that one. Oh, okay. Um, I I don't know. How do you feel? I I think you could go either way because it depends on if you want to talk about. Because I mean, you could still talk about, but uh, yeah, but you haven't seen either one, so that's that's the tricky thing. Yeah, <laughs> sure, that's sure. the tricky thing with that. Um, I don't wow. know. I I I. 
I don't hate Godfather Part Three as much as a lot of people do, um, but Coda is better. It is a lot sure. better, and it feels more in line with the other two movies. Um, wow. whereas so I like, have the opportunity yeah. to never see the bad version of Three. That's true. See Coda. Yeah, I I I think that there's a uh, a version of of discussing this, which is that you just watch Coda because that's the version that Coppola wanted everyone to see, even back mm-hmm. then, you know? Okay. Um, and we can talk about the studio interference, and we can talk about the changes as part of the background. Yeah, that's true, because listeners, they, I'm, I'm learning that they really come for, like, they, they listen for the discussion. Yeah. And, like, like I'm gonna, I want to learn about Star Trek Four today. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, that could be that could be a really interesting conversation. Yeah. So so okay. The before trilogy that is um, you know, before sunset, before no, before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. Um, it's uh it's it's three films of uh of Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy walking around and talking to each other. I mean, I feel like that that series just qu- very quickly devolves into you and I just talking about love and relationships yeah i think that that's one that we don't have guests on i i I feel like that's like definitively like yeah yeah i think here's the thing i think you and i just like walk around venice beach with recording with the microphone right (laughs) oh man that's great yeah we record yeah we do the episode like that that's great i love that (laughs) oh man no i really love that i think that's really great these two guys on the bus, one of them was just talking about the behind the scenes of Before Sunset for like a half hour. <laughs> a long time. That's great. No, I love that. Um, Jack Ryan, uh, you know, that includes Hunt for Red October. Um, that includes the three uh, Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movies. And mm-hmm. then also the uh, Chris Pine yeah. Oh, and and the sum of all fears, the uh, the right, ben, Affleck. ben Affleck. Yeah. So there we get four Jack Ryan's you know, over the course of that. So I think it's wait, is Harrison Ford in three movies or two movies? I think he's just in two. Okay. So so we get five Jack Ryan movies. Patriot Games and then the other one. Yeah. Right. Clear, Clear and present danger. danger. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen the Chris Pine one. It's not very interesting. Sure. But. It also went through a pretty rocky production, so that could be interesting to talk about. Sure. Um, I haven't seen a single episode of the Tuna Show. I assume you haven't either. No. No. Not I have. Ours. I have. I've not become a father yet. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> How I'm kind of indifferent on these, to be honest. But I, that could mean like going into them, I'd be like, "Whoa, I didn't." There's a lot more to this than I thought. This is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could be. I I could see myself being in the mood for that. But you know, it's it's a thing where it's like, <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to throw our listeners under the bus, but I think a lot of these dramas are probably just filler. Like I in the bracket, you know, like I don't oh, think any of these. I, get, I see what you mean. Yeah, well, I don't think any, I can nominate. I don't this. think any of these have a chance of actually winning. So like, okay. yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I'm kind of at that, but like, yeah, I would be, I would be interested to like talk about that stuff. Um, not, I will be honest, I'm not, I'm not really interested at all in the Dollars trilogy. Um, not because I don't sure. enjoy watching those movies, but like, there are three movies that are almost identical 
Like it's even it's hard for me to even parse which scenes were from which movies in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Unless like Eli Wallach is in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just it's it doesn't uh, nothing about that screams like oh we got to do that. Um, sure. That doesn't feel like a like an us thing. I don't know. And then Hitchcock. Yeah. I mean, dear God, people. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. I don't know how to like parse that down because you can't do his entire filmography. That's insane. Right. Would it yeah. be like the ones where he he traumatized the most people? Yeah. Would it would it be like that run, like that Hitchcock run of like what was that like the fifties through the sixties? Right. Where... where he became like the yeah. most popular filmmaker on the planet. Like ending on the birds, you know? Yeah, I think you'd have to end with the birds. You end with the birds and then you you backtrack to like, I don't know, however far back you do and you do those yeah, like, like I don't I don't dozen of movies or something maybe you start with strangers on a train you go from strangers on a train to oh, the birds yeah. i don't yeah, know i'd have to look and see if that even checks out plot. if that even works you know right know. yeah i'm not i'm not a hundo on like the timeline of his to be honest yeah but i think that's what you do i think you you do the period where hitchcock became a brand i mean in its defense there's a lot of those big movies that i haven't seen yeah like like dial m for murder yeah um strangers on a train to be honest so it could be cool just to like in a film club kind of way to like oh this was gonna talk about it yeah for sure and there we have a there is a a contingent of our listeners who really want us to cover an old franchise like old movies Mm -hmm. um so this could be this could be a interesting one i mean i gotta i gotta let me let me pull him up and see i feel like this and apes are the only remaining franchises that go back further than trek or Rocky. Rocky's the oldest that we've gone back to. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think Rocky Rocky is the oldest by like a like a couple years or something like that. Um let's see. Uh What is what is oh god, his entire biography is on Wikipedia. Um <laughs> Okay, so we have uh, let's see. So Strangers on a Train is 1951. Um, so you have some movie called I Confess after Strangers on a Train, which I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And you have Dial M for Murder, Rear Window, To Catch a Thief, The Trouble with Harry, The Man Who Knew Too Much, The Wrong Man. Vertigo, North by Northwest, Psycho, The Birds. Wow. I mean, those are all movies I've heard of, you know? Like, I haven't seen all of those, but, like, I've heard of all of those movies. But the problem is, like, there's this movie, I Confess, which I have not heard of. Mm -hmm. And then if you go back, like, a few movies, like, yeah, like, you look at his 40s and you have, like, Rebecca, you have... Uh, Saboteur, which I've heard of yeah, a lot. Yeah, to be really good. Yeah, you hear you have Shadow of a Doubt. Um, you have Spellbound, Notorious, Rope, you know? So, like... Wow, yeah. I just... Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, do we just... Do you just do, like, the, a best of? Like, do you just skip movies? Or or what? Unfortunately, like, I, yeah. I don't know if I could do that with authority. Right. That Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... I don't know. I don't know what to do with Hitchcock. Um, I'd be willing like, to, like... worth... Yeah. Yeah, it would be worth investigating for sure. Um and he definitely was a brand. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he's more of a brand than than John Carpenter. I would say so. Oh, I mean, he's literally a silhouette. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, fair enough. So there's so there's that. So there you go. Um, I can picture a John Carpenter silhouette though, where he's just like on a recliner. He's got like a joint. <laughs> yeah, playing Gears of War. Um, Welcome. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so you do, you do some sort of honing down of Hitchcock and you do like some kind of best of, I think. Yeah. Um, of some sort. You either do like his biggest box office hits. I don't know. Oh, that's a good way of doing it. That's interesting. I like that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Okay. So then, so that's what we got. And then, uh, and then. You know, feel free to to pull a mulligan uh, from the non-traditional if it fits drama. Um, so did we have any dramas? Let's see. Uh, we have what uh, there are five dramas. So there's before trilogy, uh, Jack Ryan, Dollars Trilogy, Hitchcock, Godfather. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I meant in the uh, in the non-traditional box. Oh, in the non-traditional. Um, let's see. We have let's see. We next. We nixed Tarantino, I think. So we have the Stephen King dramas. Um, we have the Cohen dramas. Yep. Um, we nixed Kubrick. Uh, let's see. I don't know if Del. I think Del Toro is a pure non-traditionalist. Um, oh, and we have the Spielberg dramas. So okay. Yeah. Wow! 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 Okay, who started last time? Uh, did I? I, I think you started, so I start this one. Um, okay. Yeah, I said Wimpy Kid. Zooey Mama. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to go Jack Ryan. I don't know anything about this franchise, really. Cool. But I'm, I, I'm interested in watching those movies. And if it's, if it's for franchiseography, so be it. If it's filler, so be it. <laughs> yeah. You like 90s? Yeah. You like 90s thrillers, 90s yeah. adult cinema? Yeah, absolutely. No, not, not that kind, but. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Okay. I'm going to pick Stephen King. Stephen King. I'm pulling it out of the box. All right. Stephen King dramas. All right. There we go. Um, And as a reminder, everyone, the Stephen King dramas are Stand By Me, Misery, Shawshank Redemption, Dolores Claiborne, Apt Pupil, uh, The Green Mile, Hearts in Atlantis, and Secret Window. Oh, God. Watch that. Like, wins. (laughs) Okay. So. Uh, so what's go. left um so let's see we have the before trilogy the dollars trilogy hitchcock and the godfather okay. um and then uh technically cohen dramas spielberg yes. dramas end of list okay um let's see i this is am... your second pick I'm going to go, I'm going to go, man, the problem is I don't know how to brand the Hitchcock thing. So I don't, I don't, I think right now, and we can come up with a better plan later. What if we just pick like his five or 10 biggest box office hits? All right. And then we go, we take those in chronological order. We're going to call them Hitchcock hits. The Hitchcock. Yeah. The Hitchcock hits. And I'm claiming that one. Great. Okay. Um, for my second slot, I'm going to pick the Before Trilogy. All right. Recorded live, walking around Los Angeles. Will do. 
<laughs> we're like so winded by like like yeah. minute 90 uh not you you walk every day that's true but i'm not not carrying like microphone stuff though oh i guess that's true um okay so now we move on to um horror okay uh, notoriously a low voted on uh genre um with our listeners yeah they're not horror fans not horror fans um so i don't i, I don't love it this, i don't think this one's gonna go far <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but we'll see okay so we have paranormal activity <laughs> we have chucky so right off the bat mm-hmm. two two familiar faces yep. in the in the horror bracket um, we have the Romero Living Dead movies. We have the the Universal Monsters and whatever that means to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. We have Final Destination. Okay. We have Nightmare on Elm Street, The Omen, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the Amityville Horror. Okay. I I almost feel like I'm ready to I'm ready to go. How do you feel? Um. Yeah, well, okay. So I want to talk about. I just want to talk about uh, a couple of these. So one, Universal Please. Monsters, which to me, I think means you hit all of the icons. Yeah, hell yeah, for sure. I, I, and and you know, and that includes some sequels in there. But I think you got to hit that. It's all the hits. It's the Universal Monster hits. Um, yeah, you got to do Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yes. Those would have been the first two I would have said as well. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that in my head, and then you had said them. Um, but yeah, for, and then Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, and I'm sure that there's some sequels in there as well, but like mm-hmm. Invisible Man. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, I think that's what you do. But um, so that's, that's what I think. That, that's what that is to me. Uh, Romero, Living Dead, obviously there's the original trilogy, and then he came back and he did like three more. Diary of the Dead, yeah. Land of the Dead. Um, um sur- Survival of the Dead, which I've never seen, but I believe is a found footage film. Yes, I believe so as well. Um, so that that's there's some interesting stuff to talk about in that. Um, and then The Omen, which has a whole like I think it's like three or four movies and then a remake. Oh yeah, with Julia Stiles. Right. So there's there's some interesting stuff there. Texas. It came Chainsaw. out June sixth. 2006 remember that's that? right i remember that you'll never forget it you'll never forget it <laughs> um and then uh and then texas chainsaw uh, which is interesting just because it's like i mean they just like never made the same movie twice like it was it it, it it's very true completely yeah. different every single time out the gate um so uh and i haven't seen most of those i would say the uh the most recent entry is ineligible because it was straight to netflix right and but I'll say, thank God. I don't hate it. <laughs> oh, you don't hate it. That's right. <laughs> I didn't That's hate right. it. You're the one person who didn't hate it. That's right. Um, didn't love it. Didn't hate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Amityville Horror, I think that gets tricky because I think there are a lot of direct-to-video ones and then ones that were yeah. in theaters. So we would only focus on the ones that were legitimately released in theaters. I, I never saw the Ryan Reynolds remake. I did. It's on theaters. Crazy. Yep. I would um. It was the first time. Was it the first time I saw him buff? No, I must have saw. <laughs> I must have saw Blade Trinity before that, right? 
That was before that. That was my first time when I was like, whoa, what's where's what's all this for? Yeah, but I I think what it was, oh, that's what it was. I saw it in that, and I was like, oh, wow, look at him. He's, he's played a superhero, so he got buff. And then mm-hmm. I saw him in Amityville, and he was still buff, and I was like, why? <laughs> you know, I, I was oh, like, the... you're just playing a oh, okay. dad. Why do you still look like this? I, I, I guess that's just what you look like now. Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, so yeah, let's 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 roll the dice. Uh, Nick, you're first. Well, um, say them all one more time, please. Paranormal, paranormal activity. Chucky, the Romero Living Dead series, Universal yes. Monsters, Final Destination, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Omen, Texas Chainsaw, Amityville Horror. Got it. Thank you, Scott. And then I forgot there were that many. Uh, one more time. I'm just gonna roll out Old Faithful. Let's see how she does this time. Paranormal Activity. All right, Paranormal Activity. Um, okay. So there's that. Um, okay. I'm going to go with. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have some fun. Yep. Final Destination. Hey, cool. Yeah. Thank you. I was gonna say like that could be a, that could, those could be really fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna go final destination on that one. Um, I know everyone's expecting me to 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 claim Chucky, but much like Planet of the Apes, I think I've given uh, up on you guys, you, you jerks, <laughs> voting for him. So, <laughs> um, did and there's a new Final Destination movie in development. That's true. That's true. Did you hear about that crazy pitch that they did? No. Oh wait, I think I did. I forgot the details, they, it, but yeah, they, the film, I forgot the team, but they did a zoom call with universal to like pitch their movie. And then they pretended to have like a snafu and it resulted in, in the zoom call, a final destination Rube Goldberg death that killed both of them. Wow. That's so fun. Okay. I had not heard that. That's amazing. <laughs> that rules. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd, that'd be fun. Cause it might, might be out by the time we get to it. Yeah. Okay, so what's your what's your next one? I'm going to pick Romero's Dead series. Ooh, interesting. Okay, okay. Because it's like one voice. Yeah. One guy, you know, he's such an icon in indie cinema and horror cinema. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to... Hmm... God, we have so many to choose from here. Um, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Universal Monsters. Nice. Um, those, so those are pretty old movies. Yeah, I was, I was, I was waffling between that and Nightmare on Elm Street, just because, like, I, I do really want to cover like a big slasher franchise no, at some sure. point. Um, just a, like a super long one that gets like real weird, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah like that but, or Halloween or. Yeah. But I really didn't like the idea of like ending on the remake, which is just like. Ugh. Um, yeah. Jason so. gets pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So that's that's it. So our our horror ends up being Paranormal Activity, Romero, Living Dead, Universal Monsters and Final Destination. Crazy. So there you go. OK, moving on to comedy. We have Bridget Jones's Diary, Ghostbusters, Austin mm-hmm. Powers, The Thin Man, 
Marx Brothers, and National Lampoon's Vacation. Including the, the, the Ed Helms reboot. Right. Vacation. How they many They dropped the National Lampoon. It's cleaner. Right. That's so tense. Make it one <laughs> boring word that you can't Google. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. So, so uh, how many Thin Man movies are there, Scott? Uh, I believe there are. There's five or six. Um, okay. Let me see. Thin Man, 1934. Uh, the Thin Man is... Uh, do, 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 do. How many of these? I feel like um, I just want to do all of those with Yumi and Bethany. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Nick and Nora. I would just be Asta. Uh, I can't find the... Oh, Thin Man Films. Here we go. Um, okay. So there are... Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's a production company. So, That's so far, company. you and I have just seen the first two. Yes. Um, and the second one was better than the first one. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I was really happy with that second one. Uh, okay, so there's. Let, I'm just gonna do it. Minutes. I'm gonna do it this way because they're okay. not making this easy on me. So there's <laughs> the Thin Man. Then there's another Thin Man. That's the second one. Mm-hmm. Then there's Shadow of the Thin Man. So that's the third one. Okay. And then oh, here we go. Then there's the Thin Man goes home, and then Song of the Thin Man. So, uh, Five. so six films. Yeah, oh, The Thin Man, After The Thin Man, Another Thin Man, Shadow of The Thin Man, Thin Man Goes Home, Song of The Thin Man, six okay. films uh, uh, stretching from 1934 to 1947. Um, for those of you who don't know what The Thin Man is, um, it is The Adventures of Nick and Nora Charles, a married couple who solve mysteries. Um, the the, I think the husband, only murders? Yeah, murders. Yeah, murders. The husband is a is is a um is a detective, detective. and and the wife helps. Um, I wouldn't say that they're like on par with each other, but she has fun too. Um, like in terms of like like no one yeah. calls her a detective. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. You yeah. you think by reputation you're like oh they both help they both solve mysteries, but at least as far as we've gotten so far, it's like. They're both drinking. He's solving a mystery, and she's just like hanging out with her husband. Right, but it's fun. It's they're it's they're, fun. They're both having they're, fun. Yeah, yeah, they're they're having a fun, and they love each other a lot, and it's the best. Um, so the Thin Man, uh, Marx Brothers. I, I literally, I I don't know anything about the Marx Brothers. Um, I I I've seen Duck Soup. I didn't find it particularly funny. Like I, like it's. <laughs> Like it has its moments, but it's really just like yeah. I, I mean, I've seen Looney Tunes, and that's what this is, you know. Looney yeah, Tunes was just riffing off the Marx Brothers, you know. I get it. Yeah. So you drop them into a serious place. Yeah. They're not they're not serious. Yeah. So I don't know. It's that's not that that one's not grabbing me. I don't know. Um, God, they're all just two words. I think I've seen a couple. I think I've seen like Duck Soup, and I think I've seen The Night at the Opera. Oh, I think I've seen A Night at the Opera as well. I think you're right. I think I have seen that. They're both really fun, and it would be crazy to do a deep dive into fucking Marx Brothers. How lore. many are there, though? Marx. I think there's like over twelve brothers movies. Oh my god! Because they would just crank them out. They were just filming 13. on the side of a barn. I was so close. That's so weird. Yeah, there are thirteen Marx Brothers movies. Um, but that beats Star Trek. No, that's on par with Star Trek. Wow. 
Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be weird. We'll s- <laughs> I don't know. Imagine just by the end of the year, just knowing a whole lot about Marx Brothers. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be an experience. That's for sure. So Austin Powers. Yes. Beloved. Right. I'm of the opinion that, oh, of course, I th- you know, the first one's the, I don't know. I don't know if the first one's better than the second one. I it definitely is. I've I I I okay. <laughs> I've rewatched them uh, fa- re- like in the last ten years. I've rewatched them without okay. a doubt. The first one is far and away the best of the three because um, okay. it's a real movie. Uh, <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. The the because the second one is literally just like, hey, remember all those gags from the first one? We're doing it again. Just We're just redoing all of those gags. It was like the the American Pie method. So does watching having watched these within the decade, does that make you kind of less interested in revisiting them? I know, but it does. The only reason I would be trepidatious is because we haven't covered any bond. <laughs> That's funny. So it just feels weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so um, Austin Powers, mm-hmm. Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Uh, Thin Man, Thin Man, yes, Vacation, and Ghostbusters. So and, and Ghostbusters has come up, of course. Okay, yeah. So Bridget Jones's Diary trilogy. Uh, I have I have not seen the third one, and I've heard it's really good. It is. Okay. Um, those movies are very much you and I's wheelhouse. Yep. Cozy British rom coms. Yep. I <clears> haven't <throat> read the book. No, I haven't either. Okay. Could be interesting to talk about. I mean, you know, we both yeah. are big fans of Richard Curtis. Yeah, for sure. Vacation, I don't really, I that's not my brand of nostalgia. I don't have a lot of affection for the Vacation movies. No, me either. Uh, but the only thing that is interesting about the Vacation movies, though, is like the first one's um, Harold Ramis. The second one is Amy Heckerling. Right. The third one is a Christmas classic. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is the one I saw on HBO, on, on HBO or Cinemax all the time growing up. The Vegas Vacation one. I saw it constantly. Right. Um, and and then and then I guess there's the remake, right? So there's there's like four, and then the remake. And I think that's like John Francis Daly, right? Right. Yes. Team. Wait, is it? Is that the right? Game Night Team. No, I might be wrong on that. No, I don't think, I think it is. Maybe maybe they wrote it, but I don't think they directed it. Uh, also, John Hughes adjacent the the vacation yes, films very much so um yes you're right it's, it is them yeah it's it's yeah it's daily and goldstein it is them i think this Dungeon. is what they did after uh burt wonderstone i think that was also them i saw that That's yeah crazy. so did i i so did i <laughs> i didn't think it was bad i i, no, I like, like it's it's it dumb sweet. it's dumb as a box of rocks but yeah it's super sweet it, it, so like i can't i can't be mad at a comedy that has a good heart yeah, those two dorky magicians made their dreams come true. Yeah, that's where I always land on comedies. I'm like, that had a good heart. Leave it alone, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> and then that is that all of them? Yeah, that's it. Wow. So I, I'll start this time. Huh? I I think I start this time. Yeah. Uh, no, you started the last time. Uh, okay. I think. Wait a minute. Hold on. Well, let's see. You, me, you, me, you, me. Yes, this is me. Um, I'm going Bridget Jones. Hell yeah. 
right? It's a. Is there a third, uh, f- uh, epic fist fight in the third Bridget Jones movie? Yes, I know. I know Colin Firth's not in it. No, yes, he, one there, of them's not in it. Uh, no, Colin Firth is in it. Um, the other one is not in it. Uh, yeah, clear. <laughs> his name. His name fell out of my brain. What's his name? Phoenix Buchanan. Yes, Phoenix Buchanan. Of course, naturally. Um, also, just to put it out there, we do have. Uh, the Cohen comedies in non-traditional. We have Cohen comedies. We have SNL adaptations. We have Adam Sandler. We have John Hughes high school movies Woof. and Christopher Guest. Woof! I I, I forgot about the the universe uh. where we cover just eighteen Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Uh, okay. So I I I stand by my choice, my first choice. Okay, what is it? Oh, I haven't said it yet. That's right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it out of the box. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out John Hughes high school comedies. John Hughes high school comedies. Okay, so you did not go with what your first pick was. Then. No. <laughs> okay, John Hughes high school comedies. All right, there we go. Um, I am. Let's see. God, I am There's some good I'm, ones on here, right? I'm I'm seriously tempted to to hit up Adam Sandler. I'm seriously tempted, but like, but also that doesn't. It feels it feels wrong for me to be the one to lead that. I was I was gonna say I was gonna say. Do you really want to be the yeah, one? To yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, okay, I'm gonna go Thin Man. Cool, great, thank you. Okay, because that would be so interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. What's your last Fuck. one? So I've got. You got Ghostbusters, Austin Powers, Marx Brothers, Vacation, yeah. SNL adaptations, Cohen comedies, Adam Sandler, yes. Christopher Guest. So we haven't, we didn't even touch Ghostbusters, which I feel like is no. we we at least need to discuss it a little bit because that comes up a lot in the polls. Yeah, geek classic. Yeah, but we've talked about this. It feels like it's been covered a lot and talked well, about well trotted ground. Yes, which sucks because you and I both love the Ghostbusters a lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Absolutely, and it'd be cool to like geek out over after afterlife for a, yeah. a, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, only a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I gotta pull the trigger. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the year of Sandman. Oh shit! Okay. Oh man. Oh wow! It's really testing the the, the biggest, the biggest, the, the biggest hurdle on 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 the Sandman is going to be uh, picking the gifts for the. For the, oh, for yeah. the for the voting. It's just like how am I even gonna there's so many. How do you choose? Um okay. There it is. All right. Wow. Yeah, really wow's right. Okay, so superhero. Right. We have Superman, we have Ninja Turtles, uh, we have Batman, we have Blade, we have Thor, we have Captain America. Uh, Thor and Captain America, we have stated, uh, I, I, I sort of came to the conclusion mm-hmm. that I think the most interesting way to cover Marvel Studios is to cover it by character or team versus by phase or whatever. I think it's going to be more interesting to talk about them in a vacuum because that's not something that people do very often. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be kind of cool to be like, how, how, how does Thor's arc or Steve Rogers' arc 
fair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Tony's Tony Stark's arc. Right, 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 right. Stark arc. Um, so so Superman uh is obviously starting with uh Superman the movie in the seventies yep. and going to uh Man of Steel. Uh because the the James Gunn Superman won't be out yet. Oh, okay. I thought you meant I, for a second I thought skipping straight to Man of Steel. Like, no, oh, no, okay. no. I just mean that that's the that's the end is Man of Steel. Yeah. I think unless and we then... unless we want to count Batman ver- I guess you do have to count BVS because Superman is in the title. And it's a sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah. So technically you have to do that, but you don't do Justice League, I don't think. Do you? He's barely in it. Oh, fuck. But it's yeah, but it's about his like resurrection kind of. Oh, but you're right, man. he's barely in it. I don't know. We'll discuss it, but yeah. But that would be cool though to then have to do an episode of uh Legacy in a couple of years. Right. Yeah. So maybe you do just Okay, so maybe you do Justice League. Because then that's how we do the like the DCEU is like the the Snyder movies about- is like part of the Superman thing. We do the whole the yeah, whole Snyder. I'd say he's the He's definitely the main character of those movies. Yeah. Not Justice League, as as stated, but he's an important right. factor. He's the MacGuffin, literally. The MacGuffin. He is the MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. If we do Thor, can Cass be on all three of them? <laughs> I think they I think they uh claimed one in particular. Uh I don't remember which one, but Probably the first one. But yeah, if Cass wanted to be on all of them, like that would be a fun little mini series of like just us and Cass. Yeah. Doing oh, yeah. Talk and Thor. <clears throat> talk and Thor, baby. Talk and Thor. Thor talk. Yeah. Um talk Ninja around. Turtles, uh obviously there is uh, a TMNT minute, which is a dueling genre uh production. Um, oh yeah, it is. With with like Three of them have been past guests of the shows. Rachel is the only one who hasn't been on franchiseography. Uh, but but Chris, Tofty, and Adam have all been on um, in the past. But I would say my my suggestion on how to tackle this would be mm-hmm. we do those three movies. They are not allowed to be on those. They've covered them. Okay. That's pointless. Um, having them on those movies is pointless. So we do those three. And then... When we get to the animated one and the 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 two uh, Michael the Platinum Dooms, uh, yeah. Ninja Turtle movie, and there's the new animated movie coming out this year. Yeah, um, Seth Rogen. Yeah, those are the ones that we have we populate with those guys. I think would be fun. Okay, that'd be fun. I think that'd be a fun way to do it. Did three come out in theaters? Yes, unfortunately, okay. it did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, hot take. I don't know if I if I consider the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to be superheroes. What would you consider them though? Freaks. <laughs> Mutos. Mutos. I don't know. I mean, what's their pa- their powers are that they had they had toxic slime poured on them. I don't know. Yeah, but they have they have nin- they're ninjas. But they learned that. Yeah, well, oh, so did Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ed Hawkeye and Daredevil, well, kind of Daredevil, <laughs> Punisher for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 sounds really fun. And you know, you and I, uh, we have a we have a emotional attachment to Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. We yeah. have a soft spot for that one. Yeah. Their boy Stephen Amel. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Forgot about that. God, his stupid uh, hockey mask. Who designed yeah. that thing? Just get a hockey. Go buy a. Just hockey go mask. buy a hockey mask. They sell them. Go to Dick's Sporting Goods and be like, give me a hockey mask for this guy. Anyone. 
<laughs> oh man. Anyways, yeah, we clearly have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Thor, we got the Turtles, we got Superman. Blade has has been on two of these and lost both. Yep. Um, they just played the the trilogy at the Newbev this weekend. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. I did. That's um, just a long time to be at that theater. Batman got very close to winning. Remember, it was between That's, Batman and Rocky last time. That's right. Yeah. Gosh, that just sounds so crazy. To it, it feels like I've already seen every Batman movie like five times. Yes, that's true. And I don't feel the need to like revisit. God, there's just so many of them, man. Yeah, there's five in the '90s. Well, four technically because '89, but you know, um, right? Yeah. yeah, but but yeah. So there's those five, and then there's the three Nolans. And then I guess you skip right to we, then there's Lego Batman and then the Batman. Do you do BVS yeah. at that point or do you hold on BVS and cover that with Superman? That's the thing because it, it's kind of straight down the middle because then do we just not cover Batfleck at all? Yeah. Do like, do you just cover him on the him? Superman miniseries? That feels weird. It feels weird skipping Batman Affleck entirely. Well, I think, well, then, because the, the, the issue is that you can't cover Man of Steel on that. So, like, it feels like you do, you, you have to you know do what? Superman. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, let's, let's move BVS over to the Batman series. How do you feel about that? Does oh, it feel really? Like the Batman movie? How do you feel? I know. I feel like, I feel like what I'm saying is you okay. can't cover BVS without Man of Steel. Mm hmm. And you can't move man of steel over to the batman <laughs> miniseries <Yeah. laughs> so so i think that i think bvs and justice league are strictly superman okay cool yeah i'm into that i think because um, we add lego batman movie yeah and then the and batman our bat bat and bat yeah are we do we does batman is mask of the phantasm included in that? yes it is because it was theatrically okay. released true very true christmas yeah. day yep <laughs> um not included is uh joker cool not included. yeah why would it be i i don't know the wayne's fucking die in it so that's you know. true <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah. anyway and he's in um, it, right. technically bruce all right let's 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 pick this thing this uh this one starts with you okay um i'm going to say Oh God! Can you hear them one more time? Superman, Batman, yes. Blade, Thor, mm -hmm. Captain America, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow, the Cap trilogy would be really interesting to talk about isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna say Thor if we can get Cass on all three. Okay. <laughs> all right. I don't think I don't think they'll have an issue with that. Cool. Uh, we just have to schedule cool. around them. Um, oh wait, there's four. I keep forgetting there's four now. Yeah, there's four now. Um, okay, there's four now. <laughs> Sorry, there's four Thors. Four <laughs> Thors. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Superman. Great. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. Next for you. Ninja Turtles, Batman, Blade, Captain America. See, I feel like I feel like turtles. My, I, I think turtles might be a safe bet for you. 
but if I claim I it see, now, I think it's way more interesting for you to do. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's more interesting because I'm I'm more interested. I I guess I'm. I'm not quite as interested in the behind the scenes. I think because I listened to all of TMNT Minute. So like, <laughs> right, yeah. like it, it feels like reiterating a lot of that stuff. But like, I like just talk. I, I would just look forward to just talking about the movies with you. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the characters doing stuff. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the turtles. Okay. Even though I just said they're not superheroes. All right. And then I'm going to do, uh, all right, one more time, Blade. Wow. Okay. One more time, one more time. Um. Yeah, I don't want to pick Captain America for reasons. Uh. And then um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I can't get into. Uh. But for uh, spoiler franchiseography, spoiler reasons. But um. And then Batman. I don't know. I've already got Superman, so I want to do something different. <laughs> It'd be really funny if you just big Superman and Batman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that felt that 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 doesn't feel right. Um, so there we go. So our four picks: Superman, Ninja Turtles, Blade, Thor. Very cool. Okay, finally, our non-traditional picks. These are just pure non-traditional. Yeah. So, out of our 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 non-traditional genre, we have what of what's left. We have SNL adaptations, Cohen comedies, Christopher Guest, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Spielberg dramas, and the Cohen dramas. Okay. And you're starting, I believe. I am starting. Um, Uh, or I could start because I think I I think I know I think I have my first one that I want to pick. Well, now I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Cohen comedies. Okay, that's where I'm starting. Okay, go. Okay, I know I'm doing this a lot. Can you can you okay? S- well, what was S- the first S- SNL? Christopher yes. Guest, Del Toro, Christopher Guest, Del Toro, Spielberg dramas, Cohen dramas, Cohen dramas. Uh, my first pick is going to be Del Toro. Good. Good, good, good. Um, oh, Christopher man. Guest. Oh, wow. Cool. Great. I was going to say SNL. Okay. There we go. So, our non-traditional picks, SNL adaptations, Cohen comedies, the Cohen, the comedies of the Cohen brothers. Uh Christopher Guest and uh Guillermo del Toro. So wow, those yeah. So please. this this is our bracket. So this is this is our 2023 bracket. Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne, Connery Bond, The Mummy, Predator, Planet of the Apes, Narnia, Robocop, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Shrek, Hotel Transylvania, the films of child star Macaulay Culkin, Before Trilogy. Jack Ryan, Stephen King dramas, The Hitchcock Hits, Paranormal Activity, Romero, Living Dead, Universal Monsters, Final Destination, Bridget Jones's Diary, John Hughes High School, Adam Sandler, The Thin Man, Superman, Ninja Turtles, Blade, Thor, SNL adaptations, Cohen comedies, Christopher Guest, and Guillermo del Toro. Wow. I can legitimately say... I have no idea what's going to win. Very different vibes. Yes. 
so Scott, I, I'm right there with you. Like, there's no, it, it's anybody's spring as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That being said, do you have any early favorites that you're pining um, for? Ooh, my early favorites are, let's see, out of my picks, I think Macaulay Culkin films is super interesting. Um, yeah, Macaulay Culkin films, obviously Parent of the Apes, and, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, I, I'm a, I kind of Superman, I'm kind of feeling it, honestly. Oh, cool. I, I'm kind of feeling that one. Um, from you, though, like, my eye is, is, is directly on the Sandman. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would be crazy. I mean. Yeah. Going going deep on Sandman lore, yeah. Um, and, that one would be I'm, wild. <laughs> <laughs> I I I'm pulling for Colcomania, mm-hmm. just because it's so left field, and it'd be cool to hear your chronicling of what it was like growing up in Colcomania and that yeah. that era of pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, on my end, it would, John Hughes would be really fun. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Sandman would be crazy, and also the Ninja Turtles would be would be would be a fun discussion. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but like, I don't think we lose with any of these. No, I was gonna say, and what's really cool is like, unlike Spy Kids and Rocky, it's cool that like whichever one wins is really gonna feel like the listeners' pick. Right. Right. Yeah, because they were all conceived by the listeners. So. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting run. Uh, again, this starts March first. Um, this will be on the Discord link in the show notes. Remember to join Discord before clicking the link. Um, Discord.com. Sign up, create a profile, then click the link, and you'll pop into our Discord, and everyone will say hi to you. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then on on Patreon, DuelingGenre.com/support. It's going to be open to all patrons, the voting. So become a patron at any level and you'll have the ability to vote in the daily matchups on Patreon. And if you're on both, you get to vote twice. Hey, I recommend the executive producer tier. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, this is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but this was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Uh, people on the Discord asked for this. This is going to be a private <laughs> conversation between Nick and I, and instead we recorded was... it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we did, though. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. All right, guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you on Friday with uh, Star Trek Generations. Bye. Colcomania! Colcomania! <laughs>